And they're off. It's another Cleveland Moto Podcast. We're in Corona Cast number three, 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 three. That means that we've had three of these silly Zoom, uh, you know, uh, Zoom, I'll take uh, Brady Bunch. Zoom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take C. Nelson Riley for to block, please. There's <laughs> in the middle. He wrote down lit. What is the? Uh, all right, so I think we had some weird audio coming in from Steve. For me? Yeah, now you're good. Sound great. The, uh, so last, was it last Saturday, you guys all got to go take a ride? Yes. While I had to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was awesome. Well, wait, <laughs> we, we saw you while we were riding and you were working and riding. So. Yeah, I was, it was pretty funny because I had just gone down to the key bank I'd gone down to Key Bank to do the uh, the payroll protection plan, uh, SBA, the loan that they do for the businesses now, for the small businesses. Did you get your money yet? What's that? Did you get your money yet? Oh, God, no. In fact, uh, <laughs> they did, but I have been tracking it. So I will give you the brief wrap-up of how fucked up the system is right now. I attempted to go and sign up for three days straight um, on Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, the people that took, I think, the most money in the bank bailout, yep. mm-hmm. and they made it virtually impossible for you as a member or a business account at Chase to get any funds out of this program um, because they just couldn't seem to sync up their form with the SBA. So um, as somehow- mar lago got their money. What's that? Mar-a-Lago got their money. Oh, sure they did. Well, the, uh, so what I had found out, though, was that despite Chase not operating all day long, Bank of America was writing proper loans. So, um, but all these things, you have to be a business member of their bank to make it happen. So the, uh, we have a friend that works at, actually James' sister, works at Key. So I literally hauled my ass down on Saturday and started a business account at Key just so I could go online and sign up for the payroll protection plan as a key uh, account holder. So we did, we have gotten feedback from key that it is moving forward. So uh, it's a funny thing because it would actually be more lucrative for James and Renee and my staff to take the unemployment at $600 a week for four months than it is for me to not unemploy them and take 2.5 months of uh, payroll protection. And so why did you do what you did? Um, Because they don't want to go on unemployment. They'd rather keep working. And um, even though financially it would actually, I think it would benefit them if they did take the unemployment, Uh, but they just ethically go figure the people that work for me have fucking scruples. That's a mistake. It is a mistake. And I think financially we were able to prove that it would be in their best interest to cease employment and take the uh, unemployment benefit. John? Well, Wall, Wall Street bankers appreciate their honesty. Can I, uh, can I chime in here and say ahead, that John. would it be out of the realm of possibility to collect the unemployment and continue working? Wow. <laughs> wow. That would have to be voluntary. <laughs> hypothetically, right? This is this is not. We're not condoning this. But the, hypothetically, I would ever do such a thing. Oh, <laughs> you guys know that I've been volunteering John at my Michael shop for nineteen years. Lakewood, Ohio, saying that. Yeah, I've been volunteering. I was reading a little bit about that, and they were talking that it was also supposed to cover. There were some 
expanding it to cover like people who are self-employed and some people who aren't normally covered by it. But I don't know if you as an owner of a business yeah. probably as not a, still going to get screwed probably. As a 1099er or something, you know, they haven't really, I don't, I haven't talked to anybody who's a 1099 employee yet who has managed to make the system work. But what I can tell you is that as the owner of the company, it is absolutely out of question. So, it might even pay for you to just go, just, and it's a pain in the ass right now, but just try to sign up for unemployment, even if you get denied. I did. Yeah, just because you never know what might come down the pipeline, and they it might pretty funny. All of a I got sudden, a, uh, get a check. I got an initial denial that said, we need more information. Yeah. And when uh, when the form came back and it said more information, it literally said, "Okay, show us where you are not the owner of the company. Prove to us that you're not the owner of the company." <laughs> <laughs> I can't prove that I'm not the owner of the company. But so is every person who's self-employed. They are the owner of the company. Mm -hmm. So, so you maybe. said, "Look at this haircut." You can tell I'm not the owner of the company. <laughs> this was the uh, this was the official fuck you uh, yesterday morning. I decided that. I needed a haircut in the worst way, and this is the worst way. <laughs> so I that, told I told Beth the second they open barbershops back up, I'm cutting the front, I'm cutting the sides, and I'm leaving the back long, and I'm doing I'm fully committing to the mullet. Yeah, whether oh, or no. not vintage days happens this year. Well, I think I think you should start now, Cam. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, I've started I've started growing it. You can see it's I've let it get long in the. Oh back. yeah, it's getting long in the back. So sure. I just have to trim the sides up in yeah. the front and get. He just works out for me because my, my bald spots go all the way back. So it's pretty natural for me to be able to do this yeah. haircut, whether I want to or fucking not. It's you funny, know? though, that, that it looks like a Godzilla spine. It, it is a Godzilla widow's spine. Peak. Widow's peak is what they call that. Well, except for my widow starts way to fuck back here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still think it's funny that Cam's excited about getting a mullet where we've spent probably 20 years of our lives trying to hide all of our high school pictures so nobody can see our mullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every picture, every picture of me that exists with something resembling a tail. <laughs> yeah, I remember those those weird haircuts. I mean, I'd never had the mullet, but I had the long hair, and I had the mushroom. I don't know if you guys remember that was just yeah. super like buzz cut on the side and the stupid stuff. <laughs> the hockey no hair. pictures at all. Yeah. We uh, want to see that again, there, Oscar. Come on, yeah, run it out, baby. Yeah. I had a tight curl perm. I had actually had a <laughs> perm. Yeah, yeah I was like the height of Michael Jackson. I had the the jacket and everything. I, I, Not I, a good look on me. I will bring pictures someday. I have one picture somewhere. It'll take me a while to find. But I was dating this this African American girl. This is back a long time ago, and her aunt did braids. And so I had about three inch long hair, and she was like, "You'd look good with braids." So I went to her, his aunt's house, and her aunt did like full braids in my hair. And like oh my the thing God. is that she did it so one side was longer than the other, so I looked like Queen Lestiva. It was like <laughs> <laughs> not a proud moment in my life. Oh my God, man! Steve, Steve, does she still talk about that or no? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure she's like this dumb white boy came. Oh, and then she was asking me, "Are you a tenderhead?" And I said, "I, I have no idea. What's a tenderhead?" Tenderhead. She put her foot on my shoulder and started pulling my hair to make the braids, and that's how tight they were. So oh, for like two crap. days, I couldn't even sleep on my head. It hurt so bad. It was like somebody's pulling your hair the whole time. God, checking your follicles or what? It just because because never heard that term. You're a tender head now. Yeah. Tender. <laughs> wow. Tender what she said. <laughs> That's a term. The uh, 
There's a uh, today on the shop playlist. We decided for some strange reason the in store playlist has been very strange because we don't have any customers. And yeah. <laughs> uh, this whole idea of the in-store playlist is now allowed to be as rowdy or weird or whatever the hell we want it to be. It is truly no holds barred. And today was uh, a roller skate boogie 1980. Yeah. And oh, nice. it is a fantastic playlist. Um, ducks up. Oh, it's freaking great. And the strangest thing is the Commodore's song, Sail On. Oh, yeah. Okay? That song, it's, it's hilarious because, what is it? It's, it's uh, Lionel Richie and it's uh, James Ingram, right? Yeah. And they're singing a song in an honest-to-God Tennessee cowboy twang. Hmm. Because that's the days of, like, uh, Urban Cowboy. When like everything was fucking cowboy, even rap, like or even like soul. And if you watch the video, these guys have got fringe hanging on all their jackets. They're wearing cowboy boots. They're wearing like bolo ties, but it's like totally disco sequin amazing shit, bell bottoms. And but you listen to the song, and the song I spent my entire life thinking that this song was recorded by white people, not just white people, <laughs> country white people. And today when that song came on, I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird for a roller boogie song. And then I looked at the screen and it's fucking Lionel Richie. <laughs> and he's singing like, sail on down the line, funny how it used to grind. And I'm like, that's, those are black dudes. How the hell did that happen? So when you guys have some free time, listen to that song. Close your eyes and tell me if you can't picture fucking, you know, Nugent looking dudes, Willie Nelson looking yeah. dudes, Outlaws looking dudes, Jesse Coulter and Chris Christopherson singing that song. So on one of my many uh, old school funk and R&B kicks that I get on way more often than I'd like to admit that song popped up and I thought like Spotify had fucked up <laughs> until I did the same thing you did. And I looked and I'm like, that's the, that's the, that's the Commodores. It's the Commodores, man. <laughs> maybe there's, maybe there's a different Commodores. Yeah. That, no, no, it's the same guys. And it is, it is what's seriously. The what's the name of the song? Sail on. Sail on by the Commodores. Oh. Yeah. And that is like, not kidding. It is the craziest uh, I, there's no better way to put it. It is, I'm going to go ahead and throw the screen up just because it's insane. Go ahead. Take a look at that picture. Do yep. you, oh yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I Do you see that? Picture. The cowboy hat with the freaking Ray-Bans and the giant feathers. I had no idea Richard Petty was in the Commodores. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this Four Grammys, seven Winston Cup championships. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like their out, like their outfit and everything. Uh, when you when you get a chance and you take a look at that video, you are just going to be like, "Wow, they are actually wearing cowboy boots!" Like no screwing around, they're wearing cowboy boots and they're wearing fringe. Uh, it's a very strange time in Seoul, you know. Uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty crazy shit. Doesn't doesn't Renee always want to uh, put some reggaeton on the background? Oh, constantly. 
<laughs> yeah. And that's not even like, that's not for this special occasion. We just call that Friday. Like that's, that's normal playlist <laughs> Friday. It'll be like listening to Bad Bunny and shit. Yeah, Ryan, so. Look at Lionel Richie's hair. <laughs> well, the funny thing is all my family members in like 1978, um, all the guys in my family had that same haircut. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A lot of white dudes with froze. Yeah. That's probably about when I had mine. <laughs> oh, I want to see pictures of, of you, John. Oh, I, shit. I, my mom has them somewhere. I'd have to look, look at them, but it, yeah, there's some Dude. special ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have, I couldn't afford to buy the red Michael Jackson uh, jacket. The leather jacket? Yep. I had the tan. But it was like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. That was at the beginning of breakdancing when everybody wanted to be a breakdancer. Oh, really? Can you I finger tut? Break dance. Can you do the finger totting? Everybody can finger tut. I mean, I can't presently, but. <laughs> you know, you, know you grew up in the suburbs when um, your friends went to breakdance class. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Holy such shit. A thing? In like 1987, dude, this kid Lance, he was like a. He was kind of like a, a athletic dude or whatever. He did like we all went to summer class, like you know, like woodworking summer camp or something. He went to summer camp breakdancing school, and then he came back popping and locking, and he had the parachute pants. I was so jealous. I, I remember back. I, I used to have. I don't know if you guys remember the the, the cap with the two flaps on the side. Oh yeah, so you can the top to do the helicopter. The safari cap. Owned it. Yep. Wow. That or the camo or whatever. Hey John, what was that? What college did you go to and play ball? Mercyhurst College Mercyhurst? in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mercyhurst. I found that picture from you. Um, I found that picture. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that fro looks good, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good-looking fro. I got to give you credit, man. Uh -huh. Nice, John. You, yeah, you got that going on. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I know there's a couple of pictures where my dad, my dad's a giant man, and my dad had a big fro, giant mustache, big, you know, giant beard. And we had matching sport coats, like that were the plaid sport coats. And they were identical. And there's a picture of me sitting on his lap. And I can't be more than five years old, four or five years old. And it looks like a horrible ventriloquist dumb, dummy combination. <laughs> <laughs> and I will talk to my mom and I will get that picture and I'll post it up somewhere because it's just, it, it's precious and horrible. And you understand why I get hit a lot as a kid. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a picture of my dad when we all went to we went to Disney World in like ninety five, ninety four, ninety five. Which one's in Florida, Disneyland or Disney World? It's Disney oh, World. World. Yeah. World. All the pictures of us were all wearing all of our Cleveland sports memorabilia, like just total assholes. Uh huh. And my dad has a a full track suit, white sneakers. A full uh, bright blue and orange Cleveland Cavs tracksuit and a blue yeah. and orange Cleveland Cavs uh, cap that had the green bottom on the cap. Oh, I want to upload that picture so bad. Like, even at Disneyland, the drip never takes a back seat. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I have to hold this cat here because otherwise, whenever I'm sitting at the bar and I'm podcasting, she starts screaming. And if you listen really? to any of my older podcasts, you can hear her. Uh, so I have to hold her like a baby. Uh, oh, so really? Yell and scream and get picked up okay. on Mike. I like that cover story for the for the child that's going to be screaming in the background now. <laughs> uh, right. Um, for the record, here we go. 
Nice. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for this one, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I no guarantees, but. Hey, uh, let's, let's keep I think hoping. because Ohio started doing the right thing so soon, I'm yeah. hoping that we're one of the first to kind of one of the first states to start to re- return to some degree of normalcy. I think there's going to mm-hmm. be another couple months of people being very cautious, but I think yeah. by the time it gets to vintage days, I think we'll be in good shape. See, I'm optimistic. I think, I think that just means that we're going to be the first state to to come out of hiding and then have like the second giant spike. Yeah. Second and, wave. That's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Just so in we'll, time for vintage days. Yeah, we'll get our second wave and go into a deeper lockdown mm-hmm. while everyone else is getting released. And then when we get released, they'll bring their third, we'll get a third wave. <laughs> because some, like, think, sometimes it's not always good to be first. True. Sometimes it's better to be a it's really, true. really maybe, late sec. Yeah. Maybe they'll let us <laughs> in Ohio, but you, all, you have to wear a full face helmet the whole time. I think that's a great idea. Well, that's, that's a wonderful idea. Perfect thing for uh, you know. Go. I won't wear anything else. Everybody just running around with gas <laughs> mask on and stuff like that. <laughs> I tried to buy. I feel like an idiot. I tried to buy a uh, gas mask. I had an opportunity like back in January mm-hmm. uh, to buy old uh, Israeli gas masks, and yeah. they're dirt cheap because oh, yeah. uh, they sell them as props for people because. In Israel, they have a gas mask for every man, woman, and child in the country and a selection right. of filters. And the manufacturers put, um, I mean, the filters are just activated charcoal. Right. But they put expiration dates on the filters because mm-hmm. otherwise they would go out of business after they made the first batch of right. them. Exactly. Um, so, you know, every six or seven years, I guess they rotate these things out. And Same reason Honda so- Civics rust out. Right. <laughs> so they're so plentiful that um, they'll sell them at places like Rural King for like 20 bucks. Yeah, and I 20 bucks. Shot, I had a shot at for 50 bucks. I would have been set on gas masks for me and Beth and filters and everything. Yeah. And I've got uh, two of them in my hall closet right now. Yeah. And now you can't touch an Israeli gas mask for less than 100 bucks I without think the filter, I think. Funny because I've got two um, milita- U.S. Army M17A2s. And those I paid like 40 or 50 bucks a piece for, but the Israeli ones are so much better. Well, the M17A2, they stopped using in like the mid-90s, didn't yeah. they? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's an older design. Does it still use the standardized cartridge, though? It does. Okay. So it's the standard cheap cartridges. So they're, they're cheap. Okay. They're easy to get. I think that's just one you can't take off and put on with one hand. I think the style. Yeah, and, but it does have the drinking tube. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> How does, does that work? Yeah. You have to put that into like a sealed pouch. Yeah. Because you, so, like, you, you can't so, leave it in open air, right? Like No, so it has a, it, uh, you guys are going to love this. It has an actual Schrader valve on it. Huh. So it's got oh, a straight okay. up legit Schrader valve. So you have a special cap for your canteen, and the cap for your canteen has a Schrader valve built into it. Is huh. that a move? Like uh, if it's really bad, you can go like go up to a car and just tap into a tire and suck the air <laughs> <laughs> Get pressurized air that way. That's it. That's that's a, your built-in respirator right there. So, yeah. I found. So this is this is my sixth, sixth or seventh worst haircut. Um, there's there's many worse than this, but check this. This is pretty bad. Look at this. Oh, oh look yeah. at you! <laughs> Whoa. Children of the corn. Yeah. Man. Enough of that. <laughs> what was the What was the date on that one, Steve? Does that look like an 08? 2003, thank you. 2003. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, R.I.P.D. Did you watch that show? Yeah. Oh yeah, Riff. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What did I do? 
Yeah, but you look at that picture. High school graduation Yeah. Look at Ryan Reynolds. No, is that his name? What's Everything his name? Stopped. I, I don't know. This is that guy. That's he's that guy. There's Get a lot worse. Down. There's there's a lot worse you could be compared to than Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Well, believe me, I can find some other pictures, and you can make fun of me a lot cool? more. I've had some interesting things going on. I'll put. I mean, that's a lot nicer than what I was going to say about your photo, which is I was going to say you look like a guy that wrote for RC car magazines in the early mid 2000s. <laughs> but that, that's just me player hating. That's just me being jealous. There you have it. I probably grew up reading your articles. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll find. I'll find a how. To, uh, there's still a how. So I did a video one time of how to paint a Lexan body, mm. and I did it for a company I was working for, and it has like. I don't know, 600,000 views on it or something. I got donut out of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Is, it, uh, is, it, is it ProLine? No, it was, uh, I worked for RC Groups. Okay. Like, the, you know, the world's largest remote control web. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember if I've seen this video or not. I don't know. I was much more in shape. It was when I was racing bikes, so it was, it was definitely it was interesting. Yeah, but it, like, really freaked me out the first time we met because I'm like, I've seen you someplace. That's probably it. Yeah, could be. You guys want to see what I got at the shop today? Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 So this was a uh, this was kind of special. This came in, in today. Um, I'll bring this one up in just a mo. There you go, guys. So that is Ooh. the Polon Zero DSR Police Edition. Okay. Oh, cool. Oh. We got that in. We built that. Uh, got that all ready. That's going to the Cleveland Metro Parks Police Department. Awesome. And uh, they, yeah, you know, silent but deadly. And there, uh, I shot a video today. So we had, a, you know, all the silly videos we shoot at the shop. So I shot a silly video with that thing. The siren system on that thing is fucking mental. It's, well, it's, it's as loud as it needs to be. Um, I'm going to have, John, you got to come by the shop and check it out. It's really yeah. super. I mean, the cool thing about it is the whole bike, uh, it has the regular 14.4 battery, but it also has the uh, the three point six battery up in the gas tank, so it has a two hundred eight mile range. Wow! So, yeah, so it's really a cool bike. So and is that the first one for them just to try it out to see if they want some more? Or? Yeah, they. This is kind of the way it works. We've had three police departments now that we've sold these electric motorcycles to these zeros to, and curiously, they all take the DSRP because it's also available as an FXP. Uh, but the DSRP is like twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars, and which sounds like a lot of money, but it is chicken scratch compared to the BMW. And compare, how long do you think until Harley Davidson tries to make a police version of the live wire? I have no idea. I really don't know, and I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't know where Harley Davidson is going with the live wire if they plan on continuing that project. Um, if they're going to continue supporting it and, and really committing to it because they have not had the perfect launch. They've, they've had a, a soft launch that is now going right into COVID. So I'd like to, yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't want to be too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Too cynical, but I do think they're going to try to use, um, COVID-19 as an excuse to maybe yeah. get that off the books for next year. Oh, um, everybody else, every little business that was right on the bubble is like, oh, the COVID. Like, ah, yeah. no, like, Polpetto. Yeah, Polpetto went out of business. Graceful, so there you go. Graceful exit for a lot of people. Oh, my God. Crumpy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I'm pretty sure I sh- I saw you uh, in the backing band, Cromkey of a. Uh, who is it? Um, I think he was in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> no, I was going to say he looked like he was in a the late '70s iteration of Doctor Hook, as I saw them. Oh on, yeah, there you uh, go. Sugarman's yeah. Midnight Special. Wow. Or uh, ELO. Yeah, I was going to say ELO? I'm pretty sure he was in ELO. Yeah, that's yeah. you know back in the day, I used to actually like I would take a shower and I would just jump on the motorcycle and go for a ride. I wouldn't even comb my hair. Oh really? <laughs> just to dry my yeah. hair. Yeah. This looks so vaguely familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the That's same guy. Hard. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like he could be in the River Bottom Nightmare Band from MS. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's actually, turns out, that's what happens when you put a Muppet into the Humanifier. <laughs> you, you, you've been scared of being turned into a Muppet by accident, but what happened if you, a Muppet actually got turned into a human? Yeah. What happens if you put a human in the humanifier? They turn into a Muppet? Mm-hmm. So, Dan, did you you had to, like, curl your hair, right? Because it looks pretty straight now. Like, were you permanent? I mean, it, it, it varies. It's like right after I wash it, it's kind of curly, and the length straightens the upper part up. It does. Yep. <laughs> Not that it's I would know, but yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, Dan, can I smell your hair right now? Yeah. <laughs> Six feet apart. Okay. Me, <laughs> yeah, that smells good. Yeah. Your hair smells terrific. Did, uh, now, I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Dan's, Dan's first shop, uh, the first place Dan ever worked, uh, <laughs> if it doesn't have a DD on the sleeve, it's just underwear. Yeah, <laughs> it did make good I'm like two feet though. taller than Daffy Dan is. You are, yeah. Daffy, yeah. Dan's not super tall, like not you, Dan. Daffy Dan. Right. Um, he's a, but it's funny because how far are you guys apart in age? Because he's got to be like seventy now, right? Yeah, I think he's about ten years older than me. Yeah, he's about seventy now, and uh, you know, growing up with his stuff, kind of growing up with going in and buying a Daffy Dan's T-shirt. And when they ask you how you wanted the DD on the sleeve, you could either get like the little DDs or you could get the full on Daffy Dan head. And so like, you're like, fuck yeah, I want the full on Daffy Dan head. Big on double Ds. There you go. No, Cause it's free, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if you got the, you know, if you're going to get it for free, give me the big one, man. You know? So every one of their t-shirts had the uh, DD or the Daffy Dan head on the sleeve. Yep. Have you ever seen his house? He lives out um, on caves road out near, like, on the way to Chagrin Falls, kind of out I didn't that. know that. Chardon, I think. I mean, actually, Chardon. Really? It's a giant, it's a giant, uh, not giant, I mean, it's big. It's got to be about, I don't know, 7,000 square feet, but it's like a big brownstone kind of building or, you know, house. Sure. And it had the DD on the, the gates. So, like, his gates kind of were like that. Oh, it does. Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Wild. I get a T-shirt. Yeah, he's still I want to get, get a T-shirt. I went him out at uh, Willoughby Brewing Company last year. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to get a T-shirt that says "I didn't survive COVID 19 Yes, and then, and then go to the fun house and lay in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, the man. DD. Yeah, big head. That's it's big wild DD. to think that like every city has those celebrities that are completely unknown outside of the city. Outside of their city, yeah. Like we've got like a uh, Galardi. Uh, Superhost just died. Superhost, Superhost died. Superhost. Yeah. 
Who's the furniture guy yeah. down down on Prospect? Oh, uh, the ponytail. Mark Norton. Mark Norton. My name's Mark Norton, and yeah. if you can't get credit here, you can't get credit. <laughs> That's it. Those are the best commercials. <laughs> the, it is the most stupid tagline. I mean, it's like there's nothing funny about it. There's not like it's not like oh that's clever. That's an interesting use turn of phrase. It's just if you can't get credit here, you can't get credit. I just appreciate everything about their advertising is so delightfully yeah. low effort. Yeah. In, the, in San Diego, we had the the, the go see Cal guy. It was a, a car dealership that had always like a tiger and on top of the cars. Go see Cal, go see Cal, go see Cal. That was the whole fucking tagline with the guy. That's the <laughs> That's like funky as hell. Yeah. That's like those two twin skinny guys that are like in Illyria and Sandusky, and they say Sandusky weird, and they're real skinny. They're like they're by 102 pounds each. Yeah, they look like they look like meth heads. Yeah, yeah. But it's got to be embarrassing to like always have to wear dumb costumes and stuff and be on TV and do the Sandusky like. What about C. Miller Chevrolet? What is it? Well, you got. I, mean, I don't know if you guys are old enough. C. Miller Chevrolet. I remember that, Dan? I have a, a plate, like one of the plastic, uh, what do they call those? They're not, it's the plate they put on the front of your car when you yeah, buy, the, buy from a dealer. license holders. I remember seeing not, not the plate holder, but the actual plastic plate that they would have on oh, all the cars. On oh, the, oh, yeah, the advertisement they had on the cars. Yeah, 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 the advertisement plate or whatever. I have one of those. Yeah, he was, he would, you would like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's See the USA at a similar Chevrolet. There we go. Oh, I do remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. for like 20 years straight. Yeah. Same commercial. <laughs> and he's dead now. He did. He just kept running the same thing because it was like 1960s cars in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one commercial with the lady that throws the tire through the window? It's like, uh, it's like, it, but it's like, it's for a company now, but it's from the seventies and they're replaying it. And it's like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like the, that old lady says she didn't, whatever she throws a tiger through the window. And uh, yeah. what the hell is that? It doesn't sound like a very effective commercial. I never understood it though. Like they were like, if you're not satisfied, we'll take your tire back. And she's like, ah, and she throws this tire and it through the window. And she's like, but it's a tire off of a wheel, right? Like there's no wheel attached to the tire. So theoretically, she has a tire machine at home. Right. And she's able to take a tire off the wheel. You guys see the screen? Not yet. She knows how to change a tire and she knows where's the beef. You got it. You got it. Oh, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah. Blair Appeller, I think, was. Uh, you got to hit share on the right corner, Oscar. Like once you have it, you know. Double check. Phil, do you know the name of the 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 commercial where the lady throws the tire through the window? It was like no, me. I don't. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. It was. Um... Oh, thanks, Sangula. Do you remember Supello when he would like sing this little song with the RV driving off into the like the the future? No. 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 Do you remember the the RV the t the Tom Reaper RV with the really aggressive voiceover, yeah. and they would make sure they really put a lot of gusto yeah. into Reaper RV. Like that's that's a bad name to sell anything. It's an especially bad name to sell RVs. If you're ever driving toward Muncie, Indiana, and like you get to the Ohio border, right across the border from Ohio, you know. That's that's where his main setup is, and it's just yeah. lines with raper everywhere. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. not good. It reminds me of this old um, 
Mr. Show skit where they were talking about how they would introduce. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Looks well, a that's right. uh, uh, Cal Worthington. And they always have the go see Cal thing. Oh, really? Jeez. Oh, the tiger. The fucking videos on him, like, oh, wow. the fucking tigers and lions. Yeah. Is uh, you guys are t- yeah, holy shit. That guy is that guy is clearly. Oh, you know what? That's the uh, the Worthington Ford of Long Beach. There's a yeah, there's a like a, a documentary about that dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you guys are talking about Raper RV, and as a little kid, my dad, you know, we didn't go on big vacations, but we took tons of fucking one tank trips. Uh, you know, one tank of gas, go as far as the car will go. That's the vacation. And uh, this was not joking. This was one of my favorite signs and you nailed it. Yes, it's on Interstate 80. You've entered raper country. (laughs) Oh no. And I was like, if your name is Tom, this is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) So So there's a Mr. Show skit called Larry Cleese Rapist and it's like done up like a fake documentary of like how we can reintegrate uh, criminals into society. And it's him getting in his car in the morning, yeah. his like briefcase and his newspaper. And there's like a big Dodge van behind him as he drives and it's following him. And it's got a loudspeaker that says, look out everybody rapist coming. Don't get raped. <laughs> and then it's him at work and he's got to call people and sell insurance. He's like, hi, I'm Larry Cleese. I'm a rapist. I'd like to sell you insurance. <laughs> wow. It's really, yeah. it's, it's really good. That it's has, got uh, Bob Odenberg, better football <laughs> fan. Chris, where the hell did you get that? And, um, and did it come with nachos? Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to put a tiger behind you and some old 60s Fords. Exactly. <laughs> hey, did oh, you- I got this out of the trash. My son was throwing it away, and I thought it would be the perfect, oh. uh, perfect <laughs> for tonight. Your son was throwing it away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I said, wait a minute, I can use that Friday night. Do you have a joke for us, Chris? <laughs> I do have a joke for you. you could use. I'm going to grab it right now. Oh, boy. Well, I'm wearing the hat that my friends gave me. Thanks, John and Phil. Oh. What the hell is that? That's an expander. Well, I know what that is. <laughs> it's a hole and you Did put someone? water to it and it hoses everything out. Yeah. It, I've got one of those. If it was that hat, you need this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that at work? Is that something somebody flushed? What? <laughs> Did someone flush that? Does that go up your butt? I used to clear the line. Did you stick it in the line? They make like one inch ones too. You stick it in the line, you turn it and expand it. You got to work around the one It took them five years to get to that one. (laughs) (laughs) How do you explain that, though? I mean, how would you explain a a thing that looks like that? (laughs) Down up. Perfect. Sorry. So, Phil, last week on our ride, we we experienced what you probably experience all day, every day at the shop, is no matter where we stopped, what gas station, whatever, every Harley Davidson had to go to extreme red line Every time they passed any of us standing anywhere. Fuck, man. If, if all day long, every single fucking Harley that passes our shop, as they pass our shop, they blast it. I mean, they just give us all of it. We might as well be in a tunnel. Uh, it's like, is, this, is this shared by people? Like, do, like do, do Harley guys go like, okay, here's the deal, dude. When you get the bike, this is what yeah. you have to do. Because how do they all and know? 
Is there an overpass over the shop that they no, want to pop it up no. for? Yeah, no. no. And I get two. I get two distinct behaviors. I get no matter what kind of motorcycle people are on, regardless of what kind of motorcycle they're on, I get the as they're going by at thirty miles an hour. You know. Um, and then what's really funny though is they're so focused on doing it. Remember that ninety percent of the time in front of my shop, somebody has brake checked to go into Duncan's yeah. for a coffee. That's true. So we have had a number of sudden ACD, assured clear distance accidents right in front of my shop because they're so busy wow. looking at my shop, Revan, they plow right into the back of the car in front of them that's making a hard left to go get their, you know, Dunka Frappa Crappuccino. Wait, wait till and, the guy that has a shop full of 250 motorcycles and has been in dealing with motorcycles for 25 years sees yeah. my Harley. Exactly. Dude's going to come in his jeans. But then the other one that we get is the guys that go by and actually just flip us off. Is they Really? Wow. Yeah. And I get a kick out of those guys because those guys are great because about 20% of the time they have to stop at the light. Hey, guys. There's right there in front of you. It's yeah. right there. Special in guest. Front of the shop. We have a very special guest. And no, we don't. We're all here. No, no. There's a special guest coming. You should oh, be. Oh, really? Second. Third oh, third. my God. Where As I live and breathe. Oh, my ah, God. Hey. Hey! Does this mean that hey! he's exotic hey! for once? Hey! We have a yeah, lower view. Back. We have an actual exotic in the house. Hey! <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Oh, sorry. I have Grenade several time zones behind you. <laughs> it's like, how was breakfast that you just ate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what, I around two, you know, sauntered around for a little bit and I mean, if if there's some listeners that are listening or watching or whatever, and they don't know who you are, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you're? Hi, I am Knock. I am for the Motorcycles uh, Miss It podcast, coming out of uh, Santa Cruz, California. Yay, Knock! Yeah, yeah. Yay. regular attendee of the uh, uh, you know vintage days. Although I haven't been there. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Right on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you Oscar's got the shirt. Right on. Yeah. What was that? What was that, Steve? Quarantined. Yes, we are. The beaches are motherfucking closed. Okay, Seriously? now on the beaches are motherfucking closed. Oh no! Parking lots? Nope. <laughs> you know, so, yes. so, are they busting people up? Like, if you congregate, uh, will they? Uh, yeah, one of my coworkers was telling me how uh, the rangers are just coming up and yelling at people, and then like tell them to you know kick off. But I don't think they've actually started citing anybody yet. I'm, I'd imagine it will happen soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What they've resorted to in Ohio is closing off every road you could possibly go on in the parks. So they oh, shit. park and they increase their parking spaces so more people can get packed in on that stupid little path. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening on I've never seen so many people packed together on that path. Oh man. <laughs> last week we like the four of us went for a ride last Sunday or whatever. We drove through the parks. And I mean, like it was, it was more crowded than Fourth of July in some places. It was insane. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the weird thing is, so when this first started, the very first weekend of COVID, I went ahead and went through the metro parks just for demo riding bikes and shit, like I normally do. And the metro parks is fantastic uh, for people who don't know. Our metro parks is like right by the shop. It's epic, and it's twists and turns the problem is it's 30 miles per hour and i went mm. cruising through there and 
on Saturday, you would have thought it was a motherfucking car show because Jet. the whole rule right. was everybody was sequestered, but they were like, oh, well, we're sequestered. We can't go to work. So we're going to get together 400 cars in a 20 car parking lot and stand around and, you know, look at each other's, you know, uh, rice burner or whatever, you know? So yeah, just fucking crazy. I mean, absolutely mental. Right, so, you couldn't uh, even move through there. I mean, you couldn't drive through there because there were like 30 cars in a row. Yeah, that was exactly it. It was like everything was stopped and it was creating mm. the worst possible scenario. And so they've, uh, the weird thing was I was a little nervous because we got this Metro Parks that just bought that uh, zero DSRP from us. And they're, uh, I was like, well, they're not going to pay their bill. We're fucked, you know. We're going to be holding the, holding the fucking chain on this $5,000 bike. Oh, yeah. But it turns out they need it more than ever before. Yeah, that makes yep. gotta creep them. Yeah. So you guys were uh, you guys were interested. Um, here is my official. Oh wait, can't tell because it's chroma. Gotta kill the right. green screen. Chromaco, gotta kill the green screen. Uh, so this is my actual official uh, denial letter from the uh, state of Ohio. Oh. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's that's officially telling me that as a result of me being uh, too much the owner of my company, <laughs> the following eligibility issue was raised. I own my business or I'm a corporate officer. So because you own your business or you're a corporate officer, the state of Ohio is going to deny you for mm. your un un uh, unemployment claim. So but that was still a good move because that could that might eventually pay off in some way, you know. I you hope, got man. Denied, you got denied, but they might come back and say, okay, you might right. get the $600 worth of federal or something like that. You know, you I got don't it. Know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I haven't, I really don't know what it's going to end up being, but uh, we'll, you know, just keep my fingers crossed and see what happens. If they end up getting, if they end up writing me a check, I will cash it. So, yeah. Okay. That's, that's they were the talking about giving first responders $15,000 in this new builder pushing right. forward. I saw that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't feel right about that. I, mm -hmm. I don't feel, I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't feel right about taking that money. Mm-hmm. And I went to, I went all the way through the loan process to get a loan for my business. Yeah. And at the end, I'm like, I can't take that money. I don't know why I can't do it. I mean, it's probably worth it, you but I can't take the money. I just feel like I'm stealing money. Well, would you take a bar of gold instead? Yeah, my gold would be better. <laughs> it's the format, isn't it? Yeah, I can help. No, you. Steve, you didn't Just have any problem. You're only taking back money that that they took from you. Right, right, right. Exactly. And you and know, Steve, you didn't have any problem taking that five hundred dollars from zero motorcycles. <laughs> I am a first responder. I am a first responder. You know, why do why do the sewer guys get like shit on? <laughs> so, Steve always picks up on the first ring. So yeah. Steve, this is how you this is how you have to look at it, right? You have to do if the US government gives you money, you have to do like what every other nation does and immediately use that money to buy uh small arms. Which you oh. then use to try to overthrow the U.S. government. That's, <laughs> it was like a, that's, that's the something. most American, the most yeah. traditional thing you can possibly do with your stimulus check. So use your twelve hundred dollar check to buy guns. To buy yeah. guns that you will theoretically <laughs> use. Yeah, makes but, sense. But with my company, what I did was I told the people that like are totally shut down that have no revenue whatsoever that I'm going to discount their service price. 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to do the same amount of work. It right. doesn't matter. But I mean, to me, I feel like I'm I'm in good shape because I have a job. I have a, like a second, you know, I have my own business. And I'm getting money from that, but I've cut their payments so they don't have to pay me while they don't have any revenue. Yeah, that's cool. So I mean, that's why I assume that if I took the loan, that it would pay me back for my like loss by giving these people like free service. Right. Well, and here I can, I can help you with this. So, like, when I have my hip done, they also remove my scruples. So I can just when you get that money, <laughs> you got to get that scrupulectomy. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you my password and just apply for it. Okay. Yeah. Some people were born without I those. Got lucky. Peoples. Well, yeah. There's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> right now, there's a lot of people without scruples, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. The, uh, I don't know if I if I found some way to help somebody that was down on their luck or something like that. I do feel fortunate. I'm working. Peggy signed up on unemployment and everything. Yeah. If the right opportunity comes by and I find somebody in need, or if there's something I could do to one-on-one personally help right. somebody, I would do it. That's good. We're yeah, not man. selling at, at the shop. It's the weirdest thing because we are, you know, we're allowed to be open. The governor said that our business is somehow essential. I don't know how that works. But we're essential. And the weird thing is, we're not selling anything else. Like sales on everything is just dead right now because people are stuck in their house or they're not earning money. Nobody wants to spend any money. But the one thing we are selling insane are zeros. Not $20,000 zeros, not SRFs, not SRSs. We are selling the cheap zeros. We're selling the super mos and we're selling the FXs. And we are backed up. I mean, I've got these things sold six deep. Uh, Whoa. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. It was it the, like the uh, prepper mentality that, yeah. that you could always ride an electric motorcycle. Yeah. Where if gasoline, you can't get uh, gasoline, you could always charge your motorcycle from solar panels. It, and it's the strangest thing it's, because... It's got to be prepper. It's totally yeah. prepper. Well, the weird thing is... We just grabbed a whole bunch of the FXSs that they had at the International Motorcycle Show. Yeah. The ones that they had like neutered down to 12 miles an hour and they're running around on carpet. And we got them, they like 150 miles on them and they're just the one battery. So it's just the 3.6. So you've got 40 miles if you're careful. But um, we're, make, we're making a deal so that they'll get us the extra batteries and everything to get them up to speed. Well, those bikes are being sold at the demo discount, but they also get the 10% tax rebate and they also get the 30% tax rate rebate on the, the extra battery you're chucking in it. Holy crap. So you're going to end up getting like uh, around $1,800 off of the bike via the tax credit. So it actually makes a zero FXS a really good time to buy that bike right now. Yeah. If you can find one. Wow. Because they're all, I mean, people are just, grabbing them as fast as they can. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's probably a lot easier to properly store an electric motorcycle mm-hmm. than it is to properly store even a modern fuel-injected gas motorcycle, right? I mean, you've yeah, got, you walk away from got it. To, you've got it. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got to take care of the batteries to some degree. No, so you just, no, really you don't have to do shit. You just, you don't have to do anything. You literally, you can lay it on its side if you want, you know? Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my problem. Yeah, right the here. only fluids that are in the brake system, right? Fucking electrons are all going to leak into go. a puddle on the floor. See how many deep I am. Oh, you know, look shit, at your dude. fucking garage. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm pretty deep in motorcycles here. Yeah, you are definitely yeah, you very are. deep in motorcycles right now. 
So, Phil, does it have any benefit at all? Like, if you have a heated garage and you keep your zero at 60, wouldn't that be better for the battery it's, chemistry? It's really not bad. The, the, the biggest thing that, that will fuck your zero up is below 20 degrees uh, Frankenstein. So, if you're, if you're under 20, it's not going to charge. So, you can be plugged in and everything looks like it's working correct, but it's actually not charging. So... You can go out and you can ride it. It'll, it'll do what it's supposed to do, but it is absolutely not going to charge. So until you get the thing up over 20 degrees ambient temperature, it's, it's pretty much not going to charge. Gotcha. And Nog is sitting here going like, I don't even believe that those temperatures exist. I don't even know. <laughs> Are you talking about, is there anything under 60? No. Didn't what? you say something about they, they have a heater or a battery heater or that's available or no? Yeah, they do. And so... Um, it's the SRF though, right? The SRF has a battery heater on the little 12-volt uh, lithium pack, the little tiny lithium pack that basically runs all the automotive functions. It has a little tiny 5-watt uh, heater for that little fucker because without that thing being warm enough, nothing else is going to function. So that's kind of like the... That's basically like heating the OK on switch. Um, <laughs> if you don't have that little fucker, that little thing heated up, and it goes into hibernation mode, the whole rest of the bike isn't going to fire up either. Well, the, the keyless system on the uh, Super Cubs has been giving me problems. Really? Because what do you do over the four months that you let the bike sit? So yeah. I try to mm -hmm. go every two weeks and hit the button, turn it on, start really? it up, run it for a half hour, you know, do do that stuff. But if you leave it too long, it it just like it goes dead it's like it shuts itself off and then you have no way of start like you hit the key you turn the, the switches nothing happens so what do you do in that situation what the your dongle yeah and you keep hitting it and eventually it wakes up but the battery but if if the uh, the system is running it runs it down in two weeks so you have Jeez. to keep the charger on Oh, that's so it's kind of the same as putting your lighter underneath the carb to cut out. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> those don't have, a, those don't have any Kickstarter or anything like that? No Kickstarter. Well, there's no Kickstarter, and it goes, you know, it's like the typical click, click, click when your battery's too low to, to, yep. to run the starter. If yeah, you access it and push it around the block a few times, will that charge it up enough? I don't think so. It's not like a it's not like a metropolitan where you can kick two times and it starts with fuel injection, even if the battery's right. shit. So, is your battery accessible? Can you uh, d disconnect the terminals, or is it kind of buried in there? No, don't. And what's really funny is that on mine, I you know it's right under the seat, so you can pull it out. It's a lot better than the old. Well, it's not better than the old ones, but it's just about as easy. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have the red and the black reversed. So they have what? black on the positive and red on the negative. And when you try to, I, I threw the chargers on it. Yeah. Know, charge it up. Right. And the polarities reversed. Jesus it's Christ. very interesting because they reversed the color of the wires. It must have been a manufacturing defect. That's fucking bizarre. Yeah. That's very weird. Well, Who is that? Is that Renee? It is. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she's going to burn me down. Once she sees yeah. this, um, yeah. yeah, she lost her. She loses her shit anytime I pull that picture out of out of hiding. So, so wait, Phil. So on the on the police uh, zero, what are they tapping for? Getting for like the sirens and all the extra shit that they have in there? Yeah. So that all goes through what they call a DC to DC converter, and uh, so on these bikes, 
not only do you have your giant operating system, which runs it between 96 and 106 volts, but you also have a DC to DC converter, which takes the giant fucking battery. You know, you got a 14.4 battery and then you've also got a 3.6 added to it. And so you've got over, you know, you got 18 kilowatt hours of battery sitting right under your balls and, (laughs) uh, which is more than your house uses in like a week. And the, uh, so what they do is they actually have a converter in there that turns that into 12 volts. So it's constantly doing a DC to okay. DC conversion from this 96 plus volts down to 12. And, and all the, the lights and stuff, I mean, that's all LEDs at this point, yeah. right? So it's not going to suck a lot of current anyway. So. Right. Yeah, okay. it's, it is. It's, it's, it's all LED. So it's, uh, but it's fun. We, the, the electric police bikes are just way too, you should never ride one because you are just tempted constantly to <laughs> fucking light the place up constantly. <laughs> because you're you're invisible, you're silent, nobody knows you're there until they, you press one button and the whole world goes apeshit. Do, do they still have the different modes, <laughs> or is it just standard like one specific mode of how it operates? Uh, no, so the, the way that the zeros operate, obviously the zeros themselves have the the eco mode. They've got the right. Uh, sport, sport mode, mode, and they've got your custom mode you set up yourself. Right. But the law enforcement package gives you the ability to, one, shut off all the lights on the bike. Ah. Kind of cool. Um, two, it has a PA system built in so you can you know do the microphone and fuck with people. Yep. It's got a siren system that as many times as you press the button changes the song it sings, like the mm-hmm. ice cream truck of trouble. And the uh, and then also when you activate, there's a switch, an AB switch for all lighting, you know, reds and blues front and back or just the rears. And it has those little LED modules that we talked about on our podcast several, you know, podcasts ago were the ones where you just uh, short out the third wire and it changes the flash pattern of the lights. Those are exactly what Zero's using in reds and blues all over the thing. So you can make custom light patterns for your department. Yeah. A lot of those lights have uh, what they – there's wires that come out of them, and there's a sync wire, and then there's a mode select wire. So, and so there's three wires. There's a, a red, a black, and a green. And the okay. green is your mode select. And every time you put power to the mode select, it mm-hmm. goes through another pattern shift. Whalen uses a four-wire system, right. so you can tie all four lights together and yep. sync them. Yes. But when you hit that oh, mode select, it, it changes the, the pattern all the way around the bike. Yep. Yeah, is that the, uh, the super deluxe disco kit? Yes. Yeah. Comes with fog machine, do a little tire burn out there. 1980 roller derby. Yeah. <laughs> Again, AMA vintage days, motherfucker. Oh. I know, man. How big of a trouble will we get in? Yeah. Hopefully it'll be uh, nice and good to go, man. Uh, hopefully, you know, this all, yeah. you know, yeah. shit. All the people that are already saying, well, you know, the worst case scenario is they'll have to move it out to September. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, I'm fucking cool that's with that. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, like I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of nervous uh, because this is the first year I have my shit together for Vintage Days. <laughs> I thought, Actually, like I'll have my own bike, my own transportation, my own mullet, my own pit bike or something. <laughs> All the important bases are covered. Dude, I have a three wheeler taking up half my fucking garage just because of Vintage Days, and right. they're sitting there. <laughs> Don't lie to us. You'd have that three wheeler anyway. I I saw it. It's still there. Still have all your your spine intact, huh? Yeah, I still have (laughs) spine intact. No new hip surgeries. It's it's been good. I I remember 
It doesn't like the turn pushing it. I pulled it out to get the scooter. We because Oscar <laughs> borrowed the scooter, and I tried to put it back in the garage, and it wouldn't. Kept going straight. <laughs> the <laughs> only way you can turn a three wheeler is to pick one of the wheels yeah. up. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember the year I the first year I went to Vintage Days. The ink wasn't even dry on my motorcycle endorsement. What the and, uh, <laughs> and Phil Phil uncrates. <laughs> Didn't you? Did you uncrate it at Vintage Days? The uh, the trimoto. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, tri the tri This beautiful, perfect time capsule of a three wheeler. You tape a pie plate to the front with like some obscene amount of money on it, yeah. knowing that someone would want it. And then you said, "Here, ride this thing around." And I learned to ride a three wheeler right after I learned <laughs> to ride a two wheeler. It takes about sixty five feet to learn how to ride a tri moto, and you in the first thirty feet, you realize nothing works. Like nothing goes the way that science like that. wants it to go, and that leaning to the left only makes you crash to the right. So that you have to learn that leaning to the right makes you turn left. And for people who have ridden trikes and ridden ATCs, oh banana, they got it. But for wow. anybody else, they're fucked. Yeah, I feel like yeah. what would you say, ninety feet? I feel yeah. like it's either 65. ninety feet, sixty-five yeah. feet. Hello, is how are you? Hey. <laughs> no, my daughter came over, and I'm so happy that she's here. But did you know that your dad was cool? <laughs> He's a pretty cool dude. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! my you're muted, uh, Dan. You're muted. Fire, so. Yeah, who's muted? Ran away. Dan's <laughs> muted. And uh, no, I can't. No. The, uh, yeah, they should put a differential on those things, make it a little bit easier for people. Maybe. And that's a, and like that's how yeah. stupid it was when you think about that early technologies, the 70s and 80s technologies, where some idiot was like, okay, we're going to take a pipe and we're going to put a sprocket on a pipe. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it'll be fine. And, two, and just two bearings, and that's it. Go. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like in 65 feet, you either have a broken have a differential. You can, you can lock the rear end. How many or people here have motorcycles just for mid-Ohio? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I signed up with a whole motorcycle line. I signed up with SSR just for Mid-Ohio. It's true. Hi, Kitty. Hello, Kitty. You know, you know, oh, every time I say this, every time I come over. Bearing. Yeah. The carrier bearing has caused me more problems in my life than anything else. <laughs> dude. Or whatever, the intermediate bearing, whatever mm -hmm. they call it. Yeah. I mean, those things are shit. They're garbage. Yeah. But also, because on an ATC, what they're trying to do is a fucking impassable task. Because if you're going straight, that's okay. But the second you're not going straight, you're putting insane loads on a bullshit bearing that's only <laughs> meant to take a load one direction. So yeah. these bearings that <laughs> you said are, take a load. Yeah. <laughs> Cam knows about taking a load. Really forward, not straight. <laughs> yeah, but, but Harley you all ran into the same thing. You all ran into that, like hard two-wheel drive that that wouldn't differentiate when you made a turn well and with the ural what people forgot to fucking think about was the two-wheel drive was only ever meant to be used in russia <laughs> there's no there's nowhere in america that is russia so if you're in america two-wheel drive ural is just going to eat itself yeah and why would you even do that i mean it's cost so much more money too yeah, exactly. It's the dumbest thing. Like anybody I've ever had has been like, oh, I bought a two-wheel drive. I bought a Ural gear up. I'm like, how many times have you used a two-wheel drive? Well, once, maybe twice. It was horrible, so I never did it again. 
If the snow is deep enough that you have to use the two-wheel drive in a Ural, it's too deep to use a Ural. Right. You could have used it this morning. You know that Fortnite guy? That Fortnite guy did a review of the two-wheel drive Ural, but he used it in distant sessions like where he like tried to climb up a rock. And it, yeah. The thing fucking walked up the rocks like nothing. So like, if exactly. you don't need to do that kind of stuff, I think it makes yeah. sense. Well, you know, to- Toyota Tacomas for years have had a diff lock button. So every Toyota Tacoma that was fun had a little button on the dashboard that said diff lock. Mm-hmm. And it was even in a two-wheel drive Tacoma. So if you had a two-wheel drive Tacoma and you got stuck, you could press this button, and I just used to call it the getting unstuck button, because whatever you were in, for just one moment, you had a locked rear axle, and that's Mm. all you needed to get out of trouble, but if you used it in any other situation, you did $1,200 damage. Yep. So it's the same with the Ural. They're just roller bearings, right? They're not any kind of weird special bearings or... No, it's just simple roller bearings. Yeah. And like you're all uses a box of rocks. Pebbles. Phil, sorry, sorry, John. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Can you please look for a 950 multi strata for me at the auctions? Oh, sure. I'm oh, dude. Hey, why don't you, why don't you instead? That's a nice choice, man. Why don't you have a 1200 multi strata? which I already have, and I bought it crazy cheap. I bought my 1200 for 950 money. Oh, seriously? That's it. That's insane. Yeah. So you should buy my 1200 multi. Uh, yeah. Don't fuck around with the 950. Go straight for the 1200. It's the, uh, it's the 11 degrees. It's the Testa Strata motor. So it's 150 horsepower. <laughs> It'll get the job done. And Phil, you got to help me. Like, like I'm going to use like... 30% What's that? of that. <laughs> I was going to say, again? you got to help, you got to help Hoff out because he's on an odd number again on motorcycles and he can't get even again. That's true. You know, he's got to yeah. get to 28 or whatever it is. Yeah. It's really messing the whole, the whole psychology, you know. Will you be getting rid of the Africa twin? Ah, <laughs> that's a good question. The whole planet's Camaro for Africa twins right now. You mm-hmm. could be the only guy ever that's getting rid of one. I, I love, you know, I love that. That bike is perfect to me. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a little bit tall. Like, if it was an inch lower, it would be perfect. Right. But, but, I mean, other than that, everything else I like about it, except that first gear, it's too high. While and we I, were sitting here having this podcast, Liza pushed one into Knox Garage. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's the only misfit that doesn't have an Africa twin, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve, that first gear is, you probably can't live with that. You should get rid of it. <laughs> Johnny you Mac, know, like seriously, yeah. I like I like two fifties better. I mean, I've I've lived on a two fifty for half my life, yeah. And the two fifties are uh, all I need. Um, yeah, I'm still willing to go even up uh, my FT five hundred for your Africa Twin. I liked your FT five hundred. Mm. I rode it all day. <laughs> That's the uh, Ascot, right? Yeah, the Ascot, yeah. yeah. The yeah. black one with the gradient red, orange, yellow striping, whatever. I had an XL 500S, and and it was the exact same engine, and right. I love that engine except at high RPM because it's like a cement mixer. Is it a single? Radley. I mean, not Radley, but like it vibrates so much that it numbs your hands. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> when I came around the corner on the customers, that Harley that we just bought, that fat boy, and I came around the corner and I saw all you knuckleheads heading into the Metro Parks by Smedley's, I was like, this, this situation will never present itself again. I'm riding a Harley Davidson. They are riding the United Colors of Benetton biker gang. And, <laughs> and I've got a full face helmet on and I can fuck with them. Yeah. And so when I saw all you idiots, I was like, get a real bike, you fags. All I heard was <laughs> fags. I'm like, did that motherfucker just call us fags, man? <laughs> I feel like it's like uh, women do not understand male friendships for the most part, except Liza. Liza understands male friendships oh. very well. I wonder why. But uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, we it's. Were, Censor that, please. <laughs> it's, it's usually, I feel like it's usually summed up, you, you, you talk shit about them when they're present, and then you praise them when they're not there. Right, right. right. Yeah. Like, uh, we were out, Beth and I were out on the Vespa, so I missed riding with all of you guys last week because I was busy demothballing all the bikes and riding them around. So I got back to ride on the Vespa with Beth after blowing the cobwebs out of the, the two Kawasaki's, and I was like, oh, I missed the opportunity to go riding with my kings. Uh, so... When we were out on the Vespa, I saw my buddy Kyle and his Corvette that I'd been helping him with. And just say hi, Kyle. And instead of saying, <laughs> and instead of saying hi to him, I just stuck my finger out and flipped him off because I didn't think he'd recognize. <laughs> and like at first, he wouldn't. He doesn't know what I look like without a helmet on. He's a mm -hmm. car friend. He doesn't have a bike. Wait, please tell me at some point you said Sig Kyle. Yeah. Say, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like I flipped him off. Best like, what did you do? Like when we got stopped, she's like, why did you flip off Kyle? And I'm like. Because I was saying hi. She's like, you could have honked her way at him. And the thought never occurred to me that I could have just been completely normal and uh, and good with that. It's not as funny as you're flipping it off. So it's Yeah. Like, I'm on a Vespa and I'm flipping off a dude on a Corvette. To everyone else in traffic, that probably looks fantastic. I had to do a two-lane U-turn on a fat boy and then blast through traffic to catch up these assholes. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. down in the Metro that was totally yeah. awesome. Hold on. When did you get a fat boy? Oh, um, I don't know, a week or so ago? Yeah. Is it a customer bike or is it a bike you're selling? No, I already sold it. Oh. <laughs> so we're riding tomorrow. 53. I'm in. No rain. Oh, yeah. Yep, I'm in. Do it. How about Hell one yeah. o'clock? So wait, I got so, a question for Knock. Hold on. So like, yeah. the reason we're all gung-ho to go riding and stuff is because we just <clears> suffered <throat> through another shitty Cleveland, not even winter, just terrible weather, cold, just rainy crap, whatever. Winter 2.0. So yeah, yesterday I loaded up a Harley Davidson Sportster in the back of my truck in a actual half inch hailstorm. So out oh, of fucking nice. nowhere, the temperature dropped twenty degrees, and we had hail that like hurt me. Hurt me. Yeah. That was nice. So we're all like getting jacked up about going riding. Like even with the quarantine, like okay, I'll put a plastic bag over my head, my helmet, I'll be fine. Like you know, <laughs> social distancing, whatever. It's like out in Cali where you guys are. You know, it's just another day of riding. So, it's, are people still riding even with the COVID stuff, or are you guys just like, fuck it, I'm not going out, or what? Yeah, um, I live like a block away from Highway 9, which is one of the fun, <laughs> super fun roads. And yeah, and you go into the hills, even like in the weird remote parts, you got guys in sport bikes, like taking what would be, you know, Motard style roads, and people are just doing their thing, man. Like, I see cruisers, you know, bopping around. And because there's two. Yeah, there's two totally different angles on this shit. Some people are like, this is the perfect time to go socially isolate yourself, ride mm -hmm. your motorcycle, be distant. There's less people on the road. It's much safer. And then the other people are like, you idiot. 
If you end up yeah. in the ICU, you're going to take services away from somebody else or you're going to, in fact, give yourself COVID by going yeah. into the ICU or you're going to die in the ICU because you can't get services because everyone else is on a respirator in another wing. I think yeah. most of those people are the people that would never get on a motorcycle because it's too dangerous. So yeah, so I, re I reposted the, the, the picture that the sleepy took of us in, in the, um, the gas station, and I got actually that exactly same response. It was like, oh, are you crazy? You shouldn't be doing that. It was someone from San Diego, from San Diego obviously. Yeah, but yeah. what about the pictures you posted of you riding your moped shit face drunk to go get more liquor? Nobody yeah. said anything about it. It's about <laughs> myself. That was actually. Actually, Sleepy Hollow, where we stopped, by the way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're biker trash. Apparently, we're not Shriners, man. You know? We're not <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives no, a shit about get donations. <laughs> so, Monday, um, Monday, I had to take the FJ80 and get a new window put in the back because it blew out when I closed the fucking door. And I, I go to, like, you know, Cleveland House of Glass, and these guys are putting my window in the FJ, so I got some time to kill. I walked down. I was right at the end of your street, by the way, Oscar. And uh, so I'm at that big yellow building that puts in auto glass where you live. I walked down to my mm -hmm. warehouse, and I'm, like, getting the little Japanese cars dialed in and stuff and playing around. And I see my fucking DRZ SM in the corner just, like, gazing at me like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, see these gold rims, motherfucker? <laughs> and uh, you want to do ten like, stoppies today? And I was like, I really haven't, I really haven't ridden that bike in a little while. And because it was Monday, and the place where my warehouse is is closed on Monday, I had an entire sixty-car parking lot to myself. Nice, so, dude. They just asphalted it. They just seal coated it. Nice, nice. Weeks ago, so all the lines are perfect, and they're bright, and they're yellow, and the pavement's all perfectly black and now it looks like a zebra just had diarrhea all through the parking lot. <laughs> it's just fucking skid marks and slides all over the fucking place hell and yeah dude the muffler on that bike is about this long right <laughs> and so um it's it's a bit brappy is the right term and so I go out, well, there's like three or four car shops because on Brook Park where my warehouse is, it's like guys who work for a living fixing cars for people. And so I get the thing out of the warehouse and fire it up and I just start doing ludicrous displays of speed, which is like, if you can imagine how long 20 parking spaces is, um, that's like a 16th of a mile, right? And it's crazy how fast you can go in, a, in yeah. 20 parking spaces. And like, uh, for anybody who's ever ridden a, D a DRZ, you know, 400 SM, they're not like the best wheelie bikes in the world because of the 17 inch wheels. So you got to kind of massage a wheelie up, but they're really good at just hauling ass and they will smoke the tire and, and just give you a beautiful rolling burnout. And I realized after my, like my 300th pass that I had an audience of people at the shop across the street who were just out there just fucking checking me out. And I realized three or four of them had cameras on and they were taking turns making sure they documented the asshole with no gloves and no helmet <laughs> who was going to eat shit in a parking lot during COVID. They're like, and, watch uh, this motherfucker go viral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, catch it. And I'm doing, and you know, that bike is more, that bike is actually more fun to do stoppies on than it is to do wheelies on. And, mm -hmm. uh, with you can really work the DRZ for stoppies, but wheelies are a little 
Yeah, I don't know. It likes, you know, you got to be, the RPMs have to be too high for a wheelie on a DRZ 400. So it's not my favorite wheelie bike, but it is a fucking great stoppy bike. Have you seen, and, have you seen the European dudes rocking those things where the DRZs and the super, what are, they're doing the BMX stuff where they come into a stoppy and they're like doing rock walks now. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Like just over shit, like, like that shit. My, I'm, I'm very proud when I do a stoppy and I come down out of my stoppy and I'm already in gear and I'm already ready to pick the front wheel up. Like yep. that is impressing the shit out of myself. Yeah. My, my broken collarbone, cracked skull, and destroyed bike will never have me doing stoppies ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's scary when the front actually pushes on you, but sometimes, like a lot of the times, if you kind of do nothing and relax, it yeah. kind of tracks itself straight, but like, yeah, you're, you get brown, some brown pants, you know? Yep. <laughs> it's, it's always that moment. There's that moment where you release the front brake Mm-hmm. And this is either going to save it or make it way worse. Right. <laughs> it's just like, whew, it saved it. And so I did that for about 45 minutes on Monday. And yeah. then when I was done and you know, you, you get your little pulses up a little bit and you're all cool and happy. And uh, you're like, wait a second. If, if I eat shit here, it's not a question of like, am I going to go to a good hospital? Cause it's Cleveland. We got good hospitals everywhere. The downside is, is like, I'm going to be the only asshole going in there with like a rotator cuff, you know, and no face, like half of my face and just asphalt in it. You know? It's and the you public shaming that you have to endure, huh? That's exactly. Can you just give it a little more gas and save it? <laughs> That's how you save a stoppy is more gas. <laughs> you got to keep that wheel re- with that rear wheel in rotation for the balance point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck man. So yeah, I mean, it is that it is that game. It's like, yeah, we, we got to be a little more careful, guys, because it's not the day you want to go to the hospital. Well, that's no, what it is last not. week. Last week when we rode, like, there's rides when I go on, and I almost don't enjoy them because the people I'm riding with, like, it's you're going to die almost every minute because they're pushing that hard. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. This week was not that. We enjoyed ourselves. It was a really nice, fun ride. Uh, Steve, you did a great job of finding roads. It was like 45-mile-an-hour roads with nice turns and – and not a lot of traffic. It was, it was, it was good. I mean, like we, the kind of roads where if you did, unless you got hit by a car head on or something, like if you did crash, you probably weren't getting myrtleized. You know what I mean? Like it was just a nice, yeah. it was fun. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. How far do you, uh, out of Cleveland do you guys have to go to get some like super twisty roads or if there are any? Far. Uh, particularly, you think so? Kentucky. No. Really? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there's, there's, I recommend, yeah, I recommend Akron. You can pick up the triple, you can pick up 666 or the triple nickel, um, probably 30, 40 miles from here before Mm -hmm. you get anything truly twisty and fun. Like Zanesville's got amazing roads all around it. New Philly, Uh, New Philly has a great, like that's where we used to always go and with our full leathers on and ride down there. Sure. But 61, like 61 South, or I'm sorry, 60 South is the, like the river, yeah, roadway and yeah. Uh, 174 on the east side is really yep. good too. Yeah, I mean most of the river, stuff. So Chagrin River. When we do our distinguished gentleman's ride last year, when we did the ride. I went, uh, I went to a lot of trouble to find all of the twisty roads within 25, 30 miles of Cleveland and hey, stitch them luck. all together. <laughs> and people were pissed off. And yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, people were angry. They were furious at the roads we picked. And a couple of them <laughs> were like hard right-hand turn up an impossibly steep hill and then a hard left-hand turn to a red light. Yeah. 
that was that was the that was two years ago when I did it on the my Vespa Rally 200 did it with ease that that sharp turn onto the hill it was fine. We we Joe John went out with me on the recon and uh, Mecklefresh went out and we were like oh, okay well this is a smarter road and then we're like yeah but we want to fuck them so let's let's take <laughs> and you know what's crazy is like because you know our our group our group ride is probably a lot of scooters. I mean, there's 30 or 40 scooters there and it's really badass when the scooters can do an uphill start, two stroke scooter can do an uphill start when the dude on a fucking Harley electric glide is rolling backwards, stalling out, falling down. <laughs> so. yeah, it's always fun to be the blocker and just pissing everybody off at me and my fucking 150 and just, just blazing over everybody else. So it's so <laughs> I got to the top of that hill and there was a state trooper work waiting there. It was. Yep. Yeah, and I looked over at that guy and I was like, mm. nothing to see here. We'll be out of your way shortly. So, back, enjoy the view. Yeah. About the time that I had that awesome haircut I showed you guys before, about <laughs> we used to go and we'd get up at like 5 a.m. on Sundays and we'd head down to New Philadelphia, a whole group of guys, and we'd wear full leathers. We'd ride these roads, like full, full tilt. There was no cars out, whatever. And my buddy Mark, who's a Ducati mechanic, he had a, a 918, nine, whatever, 917. What, what was the 9 something? The Ducati 9? 916? 996? Yeah. But anyways, since he was, he was the Ducati mechanic, he like got like the racing forks and the racing shocks and like the Owens and carbon fiber body. Like he had 50 grand into this bike. So when we get, mm-hmm. down, we'd get down to New Philly, we'd break up into groups. There'd be A, B, and C. So, like, unless you were, like, an ex-road racer or something, you were not going to hang with the A guys. No. B was, yeah, like, yeah. pretty fast, and C was, like, hey, you're new. Let's check it out. Yeah. So, I, I usually rolled with the B, and I was mid-pack, back, whatever. But Mark went with these dudes, uh, Woody Deathridge, which was Team Suzuki. He was, like, an alternate for Team Suzuki back in the AMA, um, uh, you know, AMA, whatever. What did they call it? Like, the road racing series that they killed. But anyways, so, so Woody was, like, he was, like, that good of a racer. So... We're, we're doing our thing, and the A group leaves, and they're just killing us, and we're going. And all of a sudden, I come around to turn down there, and I just, just, see, start, just start seeing like little pieces of red. Like, you just, just start seeing this red plastic. And then I see Mark, like, like, there was a turn that went like this, and there was a field. And he's just walking in his leathers, just covered in grass and broken things and stuff. And he totaled it. Like, he low-sided, then high-sided, and went. He went with these guys. And $50,000 bike completely totaled, just laying there in the middle of New Philadelphia. He rode home on the back of another dude's bike all the way home. For two- <laughs> the ride of shame. But so to answer your yep. question, back, yeah, about an hour and a half, and there's some decent twisty roads, two and a half hours, and, like, you can get to 666 and stuff, and they get really good. Yeah, but it's all on the east side of the state. The west side of the state's like a pancake. Yep. <laughs> so, so how about uh, Americade? June... <laughs> First week in June. What's an Americade, and what does it do? It's not happening. It's not big, happening. Uh, it's it's not a, a big show in Lake George, New York. Mm-hmm. Say, we go up to my camp. <clears throat> yeah, we stay socially distant, <laughs> and, and we just ride up there. And I'm talking about the escalator. I'll smoke meat every night for you guys. <laughs> so how, how far is it? Well. Like, is that an innuendo? Is that a thing you do? Well then. 
So, uh, so the, you guys are going to love this. So, so getting ready for- What kind for- of meat will you smoke? <laughs> Name it. I'll smoke it. <laughs> so the, uh, you know, guys know the giant camper we had last year for AMA Vintage Days had a, a barbecue grill built into it. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. So this crazy ass bullshit, like the Thor Outlaw Fun Hauler device that we bought last year that, that we rented for AMA Vintage Days, which we got from Waylon Jennings. Um, it, it, this is I, that's peak America, dude. <laughs> my, my shit's my shit's got a barbecue in the back. Exactly. In the vehicle. Yeah, I mean, and a garage, and the garage yeah. slept four. So, and the fact is that's hilarious. Is my bedroom was above the garage, and so, it had a patio. And it had yeah, a, it was it yeah, had a patio. Yeah. <laughs> so like not even dicking around like that thing was fucking serious. And so I had talked to the guy and I said that I absolutely wanted to have the exact same camper, like the exact unit for this year, for AMA Vintage Days this year. And uh, the guy was great. He's super cool. And he, you know, he was very sad that the generator didn't work right last year. And he's <laughs> like, um, the guy was super cool to work with. He should be. We gave him like $1,500 for four days. And, uh, but the guy's great. So I had contacted him and set it all up to have the same. You made a half a payment on on it. Right. Exactly. And so I contacted him ahead of time and said, I want it for next year. So we had, uh, you know, right now everything's very, very dicey. And so when I told him, I said, you know, whatever happens with AMA vintage days, if it gets moved, if you'll work with me, I would still like to have the camper. I didn't even think about this, but people that have Airbnbs and people that have like crazy shit like this, it's all fucked. Like the whole thing, the whole idea of vacations or airfare, it's all fucked. Mm -hmm. Like there is absolutely nothing to it. And I knew this the other day when my sister flew back down to Florida and she, we do this thing where we park at the Sheraton at the airport and then leave the car there. It's like 14 bucks a day. And then I go get the car after she fucks off because the airport Sheraton's close to the shop. And I'll grab the car and I'll drive over the parking barriers and not pay to park. <laughs> and, the, uh, and normally it's not a problem because the airport Sheraton parking lot is always full of fucking cars. Except for this week. So I went there to pick my mom's car up. I was the only car in the parking lot. For the fucking airport Sheraton Hotel. So it was pretty fucking obvious when I, when, you know, Renee drops me off, I go walk over to my mom's CRV. I jump in, I look around. Wow, I am the only person there. But there was also nobody in the little booth to take your money. So they were like doing that shit credit card only. So I snuck out the walking path. Um, instead of going over the barricades. Oh, sweet. Just, Whoa. Okay. Yep. So Ninja. That's two drinks at Porco. Uh, (laughs) No tip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. That's one drink tipping appropriately. (laughs) But also, one drink has about eighteen dollars worth of booze in it. So Uh, yeah. This one. This. uh, You remember those mai tais? Yeah. Apparently, I figured out how to turn a mai tai into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yeah. Now you have my attention. Yeah. Oh my Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. That Mai Tai that Mai Tai mix was supposed to make twelve mm-hmm. drinks. 
this is the fourth, and I'm done. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. But they're uh, yeah, pretty pretty fucking cool. So is everything so far, Knock? Is everything on the California schedule just out? Have they talked about the quail? The quail, as far as I know, there's probably not going to happen. Uh, shit. Um, that's the only kind of like upcoming event I can think of. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not happening, man. Yeah, because this, you know? this year I was kind of thinking about like this year I was really thinking about doing the quail. And this year I was really, really thinking about doing um, the uh, TT on Treasure mm-hmm. Island. So oh, yeah, yeah. The, the TT is like a little gorilla. It kind of happens maybe like yeah. the announcement, yeah. maybe like 48 hours before or something, right. but like if you can go to that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But definitely um, if you can do go to the quail. I mean, there's a lot of just crazy shit that goes in there. I it's had like, so like, much fun years ago when we did the dirt bag. Um, that thing was fucking fantastic. I just like <laughs> pull, pull Brown did. He does such a great job. And, um, the dirt bag was just so rad. It was, it was fucking cool. Yeah. So, you came in um, at, at peak dirt bag, uh, yeah. after that year and maybe a year after that one, it started to kind of mellow out a little bit more. It became okay. more grand fruits. So, yeah. I mean, like when you were there, they are uh, renting porta potties and stuff. Now yeah. it's, it's like find yourself a corner kind of a thing. Yeah. So, uh, I was very, yeah. impressed. I thought the, I saw, I thought the dirt bag was fucking brilliant. Yeah. And that was a pretty magic weekend for me. So, yeah, I would, uh, I'd be all over that and I'd be all over the TT. So, and I, I mean, I would figure out a 125. I, I would figure a way to throw my ass over a 125 for that shit because I wouldn't even be competitive, but I'd be on the track with some fucking legends, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's a, that, that, that's a cool one. I feel bad though. If, if AMA gets fucking cut, I'd feel terrible because it really is. That's the one that we really look forward to. That's our life around here. That's yeah. our uh, that's our Burning Man. For real, nothing to look forward to. Like if there, that doesn't happen, I told my wife, I'm like, listen, I love you and stuff, but like this this year, if like Mid Ohio doesn't happen, I have no no joy, no joy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do nothing for me, baby. <laughs> if Vintage Days doesn't happen, I'm just gonna fucking. You know what? Maybe maybe we shouldn't live on this world anymore. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna camp on the uh, on the back porch? Because I've seen a lot of the like remote like scooter rallies that the people yeah. are just putting their tents and just putting their scooter on the side, and that's their like yeah offsite scooter rally. Fuck man. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much writing this year off. <laughs> I have the opportunity. I can roll my vacation in the next year. Uh, for the most part, I like your background right now, Phil. Nice. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you guys want to check this out, I'll move out of the way. Uh, yeah. So that's the, that's the Penton race team. Mm. That's the Penton race team circle like 1972 coming into the pits here in Ohio. Teamwork. That is teamwork. teamwork. Right that's what that is. Makes the dream work. Yep. <laughs> well, they, the pits. And it, it was functional because their clothes were not flammable. So that right. this is the, this was the only, this was the only team there that had the, uh, the fastest bikes and the slowest pit stops. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was it. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's true. I mean, if, if that's when you tell that our ancestors were not just tougher, but smarter than we are. It, and I think that's the girl that gave you your haircut, right? <laughs> <laughs> If I can move in the right spot, she's working it there. Yeah. There oh. you go. 
Perfect. The, uh, yeah. So I, I really, when I think about the stuff that I want to do this year, the stuff that I kind of want to still have happen, it's tough because we're kind of getting excited. We're trying to figure out a way to make it work so we can have six people in my backyard standing around a fire pit drinking, you know? Yeah. Like, so we're going to have to make up an alternative. There's got to be something that happens because I'm taking that fucking weekend off no matter what. <laughs> and I'm doing something. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to do something. Yeah, you guys you uh, find maybe a, a, big, a big old group ride somewhere, you know? And shoot some it, guns. Yeah. And it, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I I am still heavily invested in lead, so we can, uh, yeah. So we do have that going for us. <laughs> what time of the year did we do this? Uh, the scoot and shoot. Let's forget. That actually that actually is a pretty good idea. Scoot and shoot's a fairly good thing. If we do ever get any kind of testing going, that would be a good thing. We could just be like, okay, admission is test kit. Once we know you're clean, game on. Yeah. And a yeah. fucking uh, and a thermometer. What do you got? A thermometer gun. You know. You know. Uh, yeah. When I would go visit my mom at the old age home, uh, Merritt and I would roll in, and there'd be like a guy for like seven bucks an hour, nine bucks an hour. With uh, so the first day we went in, the dude had an actual fucking FLIR, like a FLIR, oh, FLIR heat gun, and he'd you know shoot it at your head and be like, oh yeah, go ahead. You know, you're cool. Go ahead. And that was the first day we went in, and then two days later we went in. And they had like, you know, a pretty decent quality, but this was like an IR based uh, heat gun, you know, that was the third day. The fifth day we went in, the motherfuckers had the Harbor Freight shit. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, I knew the standards had dropped and it was no longer a safe zone. If you go back again, you're going to get touching your forehead soon. No, I know. Was like, the fourth day, the guy's like, put this one in your butt and this one in your mouth. He's like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> Rotate. Rotate every five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. When they're using a Harbor Freight fucking infrared thermometer on me, that's when I know they've given up all hope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's when they ran out of inventory. <laughs> I like how fucks to give. I like how they said that Harbor Freight donated all of their masks and all of their uh, gloves mm-hmm. to help the COVID thing. And I'm going to say, if those gloves said Pittsburgh or Chicago tool on them, you do not want to use them if people's lives are at stake. <laughs> because you're not, I mean, you're going to end up with like swine flu when you were trying to prevent go. Yeah, COVID-19. Yeah, the Centec. There you go. Harvard Free was saying, thank God we got rid of that shit. So. Oh my God. It's In my house, that is only a cat toy. <laughs> Which one's the cat toy? I think what what was it? Uh, Harbor Freight. Was it two weeks ago? I had mentioned where someone had written on Twitter how embarrassing would it be to get the 2009 swine flu right now? Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you how ubiquitous these fuckers are. Thirty-three point five. Oh, you got you got some science units on there. Thirty-two oh. six, huh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a seventy-five point eight Frankenstein. <laughs> try that. We'll see what it comes in as. Oh uh, shit! I'm ninety-two point three. Ninety-two point two. Yeah, yeah, five. Yep. If anybody's, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna be running a little high considering the drinking that we've been doing. But you know, hey. Apparently, in my here's to that. Yeah. So this is how you know in my rat hole I'm ninety-two point three, and that's how I got through. Because this shit is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. I mean, Harbor Freight make a breathalyzer? <laughs> oh, oh, no. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. I'm uh, I'm I'm 34.5 science and uh, 94.1 Frankenstein. Yeah. So again, I like, I like it if you do the underside of your ball sack. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> off camera. Yeah, I like that idea. Officer pulls you over. I'm going to need you to step out of the car. Don't worry. I got my own breathalyzer. That's it. Yeah, 93.2. Taint. <laughs> taint approved. Taint, taint hot. Hey, I got a question for Cam. Yeah, what's up? Hey, Cam, um, how much writing have you been getting done, or is that a thing, or how does this work for you? Writing? Writing. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty rough. Uh, we went from, what was it, uh... Was it LA Auto Show that mm -hmm. was uh, that we just had? So we went from a, a period of time where the the purse was wide open. Johnny. Oh, a time You're where fucked, <laughs> we were uncertain and things were kind of on hold, and then now the new things have come out, and I'm basically like, uh, I think per paycheck right now, I'm making about a third of what mm -hmm. I was before. So there's a project that I'm actually writing up, and I can't submit feature articles right now, or I can, but I won't get really like paid for them. Um, I'm so, waiting so, for features to come back, but I have a car that's torn apart in the driveway for a feature article and I needed some parts to finish it up. And I asked a vendor for free parts, not yeah. because I needed to ask the vendor for free parts, but because that's what I'm trying to do to be a little smarter with my money to get this project finished. For sure. Um, so I'm looking for, uh, I'm actively looking for, for other stuff to do. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty annoyed because, you know, I worked a long time to get to a point where I could write full time and not need a real job. And yeah. uh, I'm actually thinking about going out and getting a real job. <laughs> nice. Because, Don't do it. Uh, Don't do it. <laughs> because I just, you know, want to make sure that I can, I'm not worried about getting my bills paid. I'm worried about maintaining a standard of living that lets me buy bike parts and car parts and stuff like that. So I'm not as bad off as like some other people, but for sure. I want to, you know, I'm thinking about wanting to solve the problem before there is a problem. I don't have, by the way, I don't have a, uh, an infrared thing. I have a laser bore cider, though. Um, <laughs> not, yeah, you were, hey, not, Johnny, not, Johnny Mac's got a fever of 106 points. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I'm is sorry. That uh, a, is that an infrared fucking thermometer or a radio? <laughs> I think you might be listening to light rock. <laughs> yeah. I, was so, pointing, I was pointing it at a light bulb. Oh, oh. you fucker. <laughs> I thought it was like a stroke temperature. It's like that's what I was gonna say. We worked that heat up. You're still using incandescent light bulbs? <laughs> apparently, he is. The hell? yeah. Apparently, he is because my LEDs running at a crystal clean eighty nine Frankenstein. <laughs> um, Knock, you work at an amusement park. I do. Yeah, and so it's, that shit is closed for. It's closed. Yeah. Uh, I was making like last minute signs like, you know, last month we're open at the 27th, 27th rolls around, Boop, nothing. You're just fucking closed. Yeah, they, they have like staff, like senior staff that meet and basically dictate, you know, employment policy from henceforth. But like, right. even the guys who uh, can work from home, like the other designers, they're just told to not work because... There's no way else to do the, do the building. For Steve just right. fell down. Steve yep. just fell down. Oh, no. <laughs> Get up, oh, Steve. Fuck. Get up. You got to finish the podcast. He's what the fuck? He can't dude, get he up. The dude just became legless. Again. <laughs> literally just lost his legs. Did he have a heart attack? What happened to him? Don't, don't die. Don't be sewer guy. Don't do it. <laughs> 
What? Hit your life <laughs> alert oh, button. Shit. <laughs> we Hit the button. Oh yeah, knock. Great, uh, great example. I'm gonna post something on my Facebook that you'll see in a little bit. But I basically okay. did like a really well researched uh, historical article uh, for like the Corvette site that I write for. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I put a ton of work into it, knowing full well that I would just get like the regular rate that I get for like just a small, you know, couple hundred word, few hundred word article, um, just because I wanted something to write and and something to do. And getting paid a little bit was a bit better than not getting paid anything. So I hope things go back to normal ish uh, soon. Anybody yeah. need a beer? You know, I think there is a lot I'd of have a beer. I'd, I'd have a beer. I'll take one. Uh, there's a lot of beer right now. There's a lot of uncertainty as far as like what's going to happen, but I mean the fact is, is these are all front pages of forums, mm -hmm. so it's a lot of people that are at home. It definitely has changed like how I find stuff to pitch. Yeah, so I've been trying to pitch like a lot of like really small, simple uh, projects that people have been doing to write up to inspire people. Like, uh, I wrote one. Uh, I'm writing one this weekend about a guy. Hold on, I think I think Steve Hoffert might be working. I, he might Goodbye. be recording some Whitecast. Oh, okay. he's got crew. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> yep. Did you know you your go. dad just fell off his stool? <laughs> <laughs> Are you hammered? Sorry. Are you hammered? <laughs> Sorry. Why yeah. the fuck did you fall down? You know why? why? He was using that, that compressor thing to push his stool in. And he yeah. <laughs> Hold that up again. So I, I am sorry. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. Don't Little worry. About, uh, I'm learning to be one. There goes Steve. He's all fancy. He's speaking in cursive again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I had to get rid of the uh, juniors. <laughs> <laughs> the juniors. <laughs> so like knock now instead of like writing up like a full build thread i'll try to find somebody who did something that like our readers can be like oh i could go do that in the garage with the shit i already have right now right on yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, been... uh, this, this weekend i'm writing about um on like c3 corvettes that the little wiper cowl area that nobody ever takes care of that looks all gross like if you get the car repainted it's filled with paint shop dust and how you know 40 year old leaves and the corpses of 40 year old leaves and stuff and yeah. uh i'm like that's like a simple it's it's all stuff that you could do at home with stuff you've already got you don't there have you to go. go out and get anything so it's kind of really changed the way i find stuff to pitch but there is a lot a lot less of a uh, a lot less of a calling for what I do right now. So yeah, do you do any creative of, writing at all? Um, I have been uh, working on. I'm working on a couple things. Um, I hate to say like I'm working on a book because that's just like the hack thing everybody says they are. But I, there are two books I'm working on. So oh, that's good, dude. You get yourself some time to reflect and shit and use yeah. use good words. Use the, yeah, use the big good. words. That I, I don't get to use the big words quite often with what I do sometimes. So where's that damn asshole cat when I need? Pussy, Phil. Come here, Momo. Jeez, up up to his I'm neck an and pussy. You're getting something. I'm an elephant. elephant. Now we know how he got that haircut. I'm an elephant. Ah. Oh no. Um, yeah, don't I, don't ex yeah express those glands on his face, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, Momo. Uh, wait, wait, watch this. Ready, ready. Here he comes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, so how are, uh, how are your cats and your pets reacting to you guys being at home all the goddamn time? I mean, I, I, we have cats, so they don't care. 
Uh, yeah. My chickens like, you know, oh, I'm always at home, but my chickens really oh, like hanging chickens. out with that. I hear a hour, she calls me. The radio reminds me of my home. Hey, we're going to get demonetized. Come on, quit it. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> on. Play the trap version. <laughs> Look, man, when it drops, you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> okay, so Phil, Phil, I need to know about the uh, the, the emails you've gotten in. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Patreon email. Here we go. Wait a second. Here we go. Uh, kill the music. Kill the music. No, no, that's good. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you can serenade me if you want. That's fine. Uh, all right, so here we go, guys. This hey, is Ramstrian. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, here we have Wilson. Wilson sent us a message and it says, Phil, I hope this finds you well. I went down a rabbit hole on a few other podcasts a while back and have been on a hiatus from your show until earlier this week. I was quite, quite surprised when I picked a recent episode to start catching back up. The quality of production has skyrocketed. And, Sleepy. You, all, Sleepy. Exactly, and, and you all now have a Patreon. It was a pretty quick decision to patronize you folks for bringing this show to us. I'd like to express a sincere thank you to yourself and all the crew for making this show and putting it out. The casual roundtable format is perfect for just about any listening environment, garage, work, commute, etc. The tech tips are insightful and useful, and we all like the drunken shenanigans, or as I like to call it, drunk nanigans. Um, <laughs> nice. TM, uh, in a time when you can't even get free fucking compressed air at the gas station, podcasts are a strange phenomenon. Hours and hours and content for no monies. Even more astounding is that there are shows like yours with a complete absence of ads. I imagine I speak for many of the patrons when I say I was glad to do something small on my behalf to keep this thing rolling forward for all of us. I'm sorry, to keep this thing rolling forward for all of us. Plus, I think I'll get hooked up with some swag. So hopefully you've got some shirts because I'm a big guy, a big guy, wide, not tall, which brings me to my next point. I need a bigger scooter. I've got a couple of bikes, but a year or two ago at an auction, I picked up a Ranwen parked scooter with no key and a questionable title that had tags from 08 on it. I was pretty quickly hooked on the scooter. I can get so much shit on it. It quickly became the go-to vehicle for trips and uh, trips to the grocery store, cart store, nice. burrito retrieval, etc. However, as previously stated, I'm a big, over 300 and short, shorter than average guy. Phil, the Metropolitan just ain't cutting it anymore. <laughs> Things, fat guy on a little bike. I was poking around on your website. Do you still have that Red Buddy 125? If so, I'd like to buy it. Let me know. Thanks again to you and everyone else for the podcast. P.S. Thanks for giving Flat Track a little love on a recent episode. So there you go. Um, so that's, uh, dude, Wilson, rad. Um, I understand this correctly. I've read between the lines. You're a 300 plus pound person riding a fucking Metropolitan. 125? Jeez. No, Metropolitan. That's what he's looking for, 50. yeah. Yep. 50. I can't make 49. I can only make 50. So, um, yeah, if you're a big bloke riding a Metropolitan, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, 49, 49, yeah. So, if you're a big dude and you're riding a Metro 50, you do need to change bikes. Um, the Buddy 125 is straight up 100% unfuckwithable. Yeah. Um, at the tank. I you can can't kill one. 
Yeah, and I can confidently say too, like um, I cleaned out the carburetor on the LX150. Uh, yeah. That's like right now is the only bike I have that Beth likes riding on the back of. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's easily combined three over 300 pounds with the oh, two yeah. of us on the bike. <laughs> and it does great. Um, it, it, honestly, I think I, I took the recommendations and actually finally put more pressure in the rear wheel a rear tire yeah and it actually does handle a lot better i definitely need new rubber this year but i mean don't count out a good deal on an lx 150 I'm oh yeah sure. absolutely all these bikes the, the the lx is sound as a pound the people 150 is great the buddy is yeah, hard strong. down and get it out of the way dude he needs he needs he needs to get a, a bv 500 that's my i was just gonna say that yeah hey guys would you be interested in even something weirder would you be interested in something even a little stranger than the BV500? Oh, your 250 that you have? Nope. What? How about something in a delightful shade of Airstream silver? How about the other, other exotic Italian? A fly? Something that's even harder to get parts for, but faster. How about an Aprilia Scarabeo 500? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. A sports scooter. All time. Yeah. Now, that fucker has got, from the factory, an alarm system built into the fucking bike with a whoop-whoop keychain. Um, <laughs> it has got, the passenger pegs are mounted in giant aluminum fucking bosses. That, and, and the Speedo cluster is in this, like, like, machined milled beautiful fucking cnc presentation grade chunk of billet um one of those wandered in my shop the other day uh, i'm excited i'm i'm like i'm straight up excited this was it a, uh, was it a training or yeah this is nice. the bastard child that existed before piaggio had the presence of mind to purchase aprilia and aprilia was still on their own and Aprilia was doing things like they were influenced by Piaggio, but they were straight up fucking weirdo radical shit. And uh, I got one of those Aprilia 500s and they are, they are fierce. So I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, when uh, Aprilia was acquired by uh, Piaggio, did you notice like a, a, just a better quality build or more reliability? Uh, yeah. In the Aprilia brand? Knock. You, you, so there's the picture right there. Take a look at that. That's got the yeah. windshield. That's got the sliding uh, secondary adjustable windshield. Oh, the one cool. that I have, if you scroll up, ours is in the lovely shade of Airstream Silver. Uh, keep going. Nice. Whoever's doing that. Yep. There you go. That's it. And uh, so the deal was when Aprilia was on their own, Aprilia was free to throw money away like a drunken sailor. Um, yeah. Everything was Brembo. Everything was like way top shelf well, and they were not afraid to go into scooters, debt and I'll be in tomorrow to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and right, there. <laughs> was I actually able to see the oil fill plug there on that yeah. 500? Right. So it's not like right. the Scarabeo 150 where it's so like buried back behind the fucking frame. Yeah, the Scarabeo 150, you had to take the motor out to use the dipstick. 
Yeah. So the way the Scarabeo 150 was designed is they put the dipstick directly behind the passenger's peg panel on the Scarabeo mm-hmm. 150. And the weird thing about the Scarabeo 150 is for being only a 150 cc, the bike was strong as fuck. Like it would run 70, 75 miles an hour. Great bike. Asked. Yeah. And it was a great bike, but maintenance on it was a son of a bitch. You lifted up the seat and there was no storage area whatsoever. There was an air filter and that was it. And so, uh, yeah, when the Scarabeo 150 came out, they were, oh, whoa, 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 Kromke. Look at you. Wow. Kromke's never fucking around when it comes to the booze. When it comes to booze, he's He's the man. Nice job. On point. What, what yeah. time do you open tomorrow morning for me to be in there? <laughs> uh, for you, Steve, I'll be there at 11. Yeah. <laughs> at the crack of 11. So, uh, yeah, this thing's been sitting for a while. It hasn't fired up in a long time. I put a new battery in it, but it's going to need to have, uh, you know, stuff worked out. But okay. it's got, I'd, I'd like lick that fucking motorcycle. I love that. It's a really bike. good bike. Yeah. And um, you're, I think the kid standing there right? wants to know what else you would lick. Well, but here's the problem. So, like a lot of other... Oh, you are very delectable. (laughs) Okay, well, here's what I have to say is, like a lot of Aprilia motorcycles and Aprilia scooters, they're magical, but don't let them break. Because if they break, you're fucked. Um, I I know that, but you know what? I love that thing because it's got the widest seat of all time. (laughs) Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's totally yeah. comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> You're so blasted right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every, every week, Knock. This is and we love him for it. I love it. I love it. Right. Sorry. There you go. No, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Oh, Steve. There you go. Steve. <laughs> don't apologize. Yeah. Oh, Oscar's going straight at the Don J. Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, so come by the shop tomorrow and check that thing out. But I, I haven't started, like, seriously, it's one of those things that the, the customer that brought it in traded it in. It hasn't run in, like, two years. So hmm. miles are on it. What's that? Oh, no, not many miles at all. Like, like nowhere near enough miles. Okay, yeah. well, I'll be like, there tomorrow. Like, less than 3,000 miles. Yeah. So I love those bikes. I mean, the wide-body ones, mm-hmm. like, they, they uh, when – when I, uh, when when they got bought out, yeah, they like, made them exactly like the Scarabios, right? Yeah, and the old ones were way better. Yeah, you're exactly right, and the uh, and that is true. So when Aprilia was on, like when Aprilia was doing things on their own without Piaggio being involved, Aprilia was free to write as many rubber checks as they wanted to, and so all these manufacturers all over Europe we're like totally thrilled to send Aprilia shit. So, you know, Rotex, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Brembo, yeah, go ahead. Everything, Minarelli, everything that you wanted um, is on that Aprilia 500. It's it's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. John, that looks like a little like RC model airplane gas thing from like a Cox .049 motor. It does. It does. Moonshine <laughs> <laughs> in a kerosene can. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, it looks like the gas can that I used to have for the uh, for my um, my uh, RC uh, yeah. helicopter. They used to have the same yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. 
So, uh, John, where does one find a, a can of booze? Moonshine uh, whiskey? Yeah. This was uh, this is Stillhouse Original Moonshine, America's Finest, uh, from Stillhouse Spirits Company USA. And this was a Christmas present from my brother-in-law, who nice. apparently hates me and wanted to kill me with this. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually, it's not really high proof. It's uh, only about, uh, it's like 100 proof. It's so, it's not like white lightning grade whiskey or moonshine. Oh, so but it is, uh, uh, Stillhouse is crafted using our proprietary all natural recipe and a state grown corn. So it's corn liquor. There you go. Oh, speaking so of, it's got their uh, Christmas. This is some Uncle Nearest 1856. Little bourbon. Oh shit! Oh, is this is this the part of the podcast where we talk about? Where are you going? Muted Get yourself. Come back. Muted yourself. I think I think just Steve went on his own beer run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm straight up. This he's not coming back, back dude. I'm going I don't think he's coming back. He got up to use the bathroom in your shop. He's going to walk all the way there. <laughs> use the tiki toilet. And then no, walk. actually, he's probably going to walk all the way to my shop, and I'll be there. He'll be there tomorrow morning when I get there to get that Aprilia. <laughs> I think we're starting to realize that he actually lives in his garage. Like all the people just come visit him in the garage, and he just lives. He's always there. Yep. So, like about. So you guys know, so about 20 feet away from his garage is where he keeps his chickens. And so the, the chicken, and then there's a dog. There's a dog that barks at me every time I drop a bike off. And that dog's about 20 feet away from that garage door. I thought it was Cam was a chicken guy. I didn't know that uh, yeah, Steve Steve's had got, some. Oh, Steve's got chickens. Steve's yeah. very proud of his I chickens. Think, I think Steve my, has my more chickens than I do. With chickens. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'd have chickens if I could. I love eggs. Don't, don't get me wrong. I would. But I live out here in, you know, suburban. Yeah. You live out in the country. You can't have chickens. <laughs> I live out in the country. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I live in the whitest possible area. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> starts the word yes with an M by you. They're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live in a, I live in I an average suburb not so affectionately referred to as Caucasian Falls, and I just made yeah. sure neither one of my neighbors would narc on me, and I got chicken. Wow. <laughs> well, wait a second. But you live from I'm, the home of Chrissy Hyder. I mean, um, um, Chrissy Hines. You know. Yeah, Chrissy Hines. Yeah. Hi, kid. I, I love you. Hey, cat. Only white guy in the whole area. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like, while we're all showing off our booze, I would like to mention that you can read my review of Rolling Rock. I know you're all dying to read what I think about Rolling Rock. Or what anybody <laughs> about Rolling Rock. <laughs> not not <laughs> Heineken, huh? <laughs> no, right. I had to go Rolling Rock. I, uh, but it's in a tone, um, tone, T-O-N-E. Yeah. Um, tone audio magazine. So it's a magazine for uh, high-end uh, hi-fi gear. You know, you, another time, so you were excited about a mullet, and so now something that's been reviewed in 1984, you know, like Rolling Rock, is now new, yeah. again, and you get to review it again. So it's been. Well, long I mentioned time. that. I mentioned that in my review. Rolling Rock is very different now than it was in 1984, and it's very different than it was yeah. in 2004. Just wait till they bring back Zima. For you, they already did. Oh no! See, please don't. <laughs> yeah, we went to uh when I was out in the one time I was out in L.A. We went to a bar in uh in North Hollywood, and Zima was on the menu, and I'm like, when in Rome, and that's the one thing I had to drink in North Hollywood. 
Oh, man. So, Kim, tell me how uh, Rolling Rock is different now than it was in 1994. Okay, so Rolling Rock was started out. <laughs> a, Rolling Rock was started out uh, as like a family brewery, and it was kind of like a high-end sort of trip for like the working class folks that worked out there. This is like, like real Cliff's notes of my review. But basically, uh, Labatt's bought the brewery in 1988, and they went to go take it <laughs> White Claw Zima. Um, <laughs> But Chris, uh, Labatt's basically <laughs> wanted to take Rolling Rock nationwide, but they also wanted to kind of preserve it. So it, for a period of time, it was America's largest microbrewery. And uh, and then they got purchased by uh, Amheuser-Busch in 2006. They moved the brewing from that same brewery to New Jersey. And the only so, thing that's actually... So from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so it's not in Latrobe anymore. And uh, everything's different. The bottles are different. The bottles aren't silk screened. Uh, instead of lattice work on here, it's just solid and it's a sticker. But it still talks about it's from the glass line tanks of old Latrobe. But the only things that are brewed in glass line tanks is the canned uh, rolling rock. The bottle so, rolling rock is just brewed in a regular tank in New Jersey by by InBev. So where did you find out? Was it the same recipe though? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I only tasted it um, before they changed it. You know how like I got a uh, I got a picture of the amazing, beautiful facility at the uh, at uh, Rolling Rock where Rolling Rock comes from. There at InBev, uh, you can see. The- you can see the craftsmanship right there. Yeah. Um, it's, clearly, it's a artisanal microbrew. <laughs> that's uh, what is that city city brewing now or something in Latrobe? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, uh, up until up until about fifteen years ago, fourteen years ago, it was it was brewed in Latrobe, and it was uh, a much tastier beer. It definitely had a much. It, it definitely had a more special taste to it. Now, Rolling Rocket, it's very inoffensive which is kind of what I don't like about it. But the problem is, is that, you know, when you're in like a teenager or you're in college or whatever, you kind of pick like your domestic beer. Like some people are like Budweiser guys and some people are, um, you know, what are some of the other beers we got? They drink pretty good. Some people are Bush guys. Some people are Budweiser guys, whatever. I had basically, yeah, I had sealed my fate (laughs) as a rolling rock guy right before the changeover. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and now, like, every time I drink Rolling Rock, I expect it to taste the way it did the first couple times I tasted it. And yeah. it certainly, it doesn't. It's So you're disappointed with the in a green bottle. Of beer. Yeah. Nothing in a green bottle. Right. That's my rule of thumb is don't trust any beer in a green bottle. It's about 30% are skunk to fuck. <clears throat> right. That's what I was saying. Like, I think a lot of guys that like golden showers drink bottles of green beer. Yeah. <laughs> green, beer, uh, green bottles are a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the room temperature brand? Is that what you're talking about? Or a little bit warmer? Yeah, room temperature, tastes like piss, comes in a green yeah. bottle. They're all just... Yeah. Uh, I've never well, I'm going to say this, that Cinch and I are going to invite everybody up to Detroit to yes. the uh, Detroit Brewing Company to taste the original recipe of Stroh's beer. Stroh's. On draft, original recipe oh. done by... Uh, Detroit Brewing Company. So that's going to be a, uh, a day ride up there. I thought yeah, he was kidding. I thought he was a kidding last year, and he was like, "Hey, we're gonna ride to Michigan for three and a half hours, ride on our bikes to go buy Strohs." And I'm like, "I don't want to. I don't ever want to have Strohs ever again. <laughs> I'm not 16 anymore." He was like, no, 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 "Seriously." And so we well, went to uh, St. Mary's, PA, and you can get Straub, the original. Straub is Straub's a great beer. Great free beer. on tap. You can never-ending tap. You can just go there and drink all you want. That's but right. I'll do that too. 
it was a legitimately good beer. Like I, they, you know, I, again, it sucks that like they, they homogenized it and made it kind of crappy with the, the thing, but the original formula is great, man. That's a good yep. beer. Did, is this uh did I miss the part where we're sounding off on what we're drinking? Oh yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Hey, you missed it. Hey, uh, I got to let you guys know that we've been demonetized. Uh apparently uh Coronacast 274. Yeah. Uh, uh according to YouTube, uh we just got fucking demonetized. Do you play some music or what? I don't know. Yeah, I Probably. Don't know. I have a really yeah. weird selection of words that you're not allowed to say. Yeah. Cock. So, we were well, no. <laughs> mostly, nobody, nobody say the word. Right. Um, oh, the virus. Know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's true. Yeah. So there you go. I heard that. Yep. Yeah. Just so you know, but yeah, there, there's a there's a situation where Chris Hansen from To Catch a You Know What, we can't say the word, don't say the word, or we'll get yeah. demonetized. Mm-hmm. He's actually documenting one of like the first guys that was famous on YouTube who is still making videos and still like going after underage people. Okay. Uh, but the guy that's going <laughs> after him for being a, you know what, that starts with P right. right. Uh, a creditor. got demonetized. <laughs> well, he got demonetized for saying, since you said it, he got demonetized for saying predator, but the guy, predator. Who's an actual I predator, said creditor with a C predator. Yeah. Sorry, fuck Phil. those guys. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so YouTube, YouTube still lets the the uh, you know what make money, but he right. doesn't let the guy going after the you know what make money. Wait a minute. So what if I was going to say I really love the movie Alien vs. Something? I can't. Say that. I think I don't know if it's context based or what, or if certain words just get filtered out for demonetization. Hmm. And Artific- I don't know why. AI. Artificial. Hey, uh, Steve, you're you're muted. Oh. How? Talk louder, Steve. Just be a question for you. What is not drinking? Oh. Oh, Now that you asked, uh, I am now on a gin and tonic. And I was pouring myself myself some coffee liqueur. Mm -hmm. Um, That's from St. George Brewery, but it's New Orleans coffee liqueur. With that, I'm adding a little bit of coffee and a little bit of cream and a bunch of ice. That's delicious. Yeah, nice. I hit that. That's good. So, not like we. I guess we didn't ask you. So, like, so since your amusement park is closed, what are you doing? Like, you're just home chilling and writing. Uh, yeah, I'm at home chilling, trying to get a little bit of a ride. The uh, the jobs been pretty cool about um, uh, giving us our uh, uh, putting us on administrative leave, so we're still on the health insurance plan. Right, and um, I they cover like us for two weeks. And then uh, right now, um, um, they're giving us 20 hours and we could just supplement it with our pay time off. And I got a fuck ton of pay time off. So, yeah, it should get me through, uh, through uh, uh, April pretty good. Maybe okay. early May, but we don't know what the fuck's going on after that. Just, uh, just ask if, if it gets weird, knock, you can just come out to Cleveland and fucking do basic services and huck fucking tires, man. Fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. Why not, man? You know? Yeah. We are actually, our service department right now is fucking slammed. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the way this hit, the timing of this, it's the strangest thing, but the way that the exact timing worked out, the second that they said, oh, we got to go into like sequestered, we got to go into a lockdown thing, like a stay at home thing, was the exact time that we would normally be ramping up into our like, let's get my bike ready. Yeah. And for us, March and April is like, carburetors and tires and belts and like just like super fast basic services out the ass 
And so we've been running like a 20 bike um, stack. So we've been running like a, a 20 bike lineup in the shop. And every day I'm running out and I'm picking up, I'm sure you guys see online, I'm picking up between eight and 12 bikes per day. Mm. And it's so funny because we've got our service department right now is just assholes and elbows. It's funny as fuck to see like the way our shop is so crazy seasonal. Yeah. And you guys are pretty much the only game in town far as maintenance and service, right? For bikes. Well, so it's the weird thing is we're the only shop that will work on bikes that are over 14 years old. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So everyone else is like Scarabero 500 off your hands tomorrow. So (laughs) 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 it's it's good to see he's completely committed in no, I'm committed because I need something with a wider ride for my wife. Steve, I was just out in the garage. I'm prepared to give you one FT500, two snowblowers, a lawnmower, a small generator, and a cooler full of beer for your Africa twin. And, and, Shit. and a sample will be named later. Yeah. This is a good deal for you. You should jump on it right now. <laughs> Better bring an IPA. <laughs> and for a good buddy. So, okay, so do you guys want to hear a cautionary tale? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So uh, many, many years ago, back in the year of our Lord, 2003, I sold a Stella when they were, Stellas were brand fucking new. I sold a Stella to a guy, a, a cat who's just a super cool dude. And the day that he picked up the bike at my old shop on West 25th Street, he jumped on the bike. He'd never ridden a two-stroke before. He'd never ridden a scooter before, and he damn sure never ridden a two-stroke scooter with a clutch before. Perfect, Perfect storm. Perfect storm. I may have been there for this. <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy went from zero to 12 o'clock across four lanes of West 25th Street and missed a light pole and a crackhead by like three inches on each side. Yeah. You know, and he wrote Target fixating to those flagpoles and, uh, and crackheads, man. You know? <laughs> That's I mean, a different one because we sold a Stella to a kid at the, the Lakewood shop. Yeah. And he did four, like four consecutive wheelies. Landed it. Ring, yeah. ding, 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 bam. Another oh, wheelie landed it, and then finally, on like the third or fourth one, dumped it into the fucking curb. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, the dude, <laughs> the dude had massive, amazing clutch control, but the world's worst throttle control. So, like his left hand was extremely skilled. His right hand, bullshit. He's <laughs> the lefty, then. Yeah, <laughs> he is a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Don't don't do that, man. <laughs> it looks so gross from over here. <laughs> Have you guys noticed now that three and a half weeks? It's so bad. Three it's a pterodactyl. <laughs> three and a half weeks in quarantine, and there's there's all the toilet paper you ever want, but there's no hand lotion anymore. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I wonder why. Oh boy. I know. <laughs> So Sleepy, this cat- I, I made the decision to myself three weeks ago. If I run out of toilet paper, I'm using a sock. And you take that cat <laughs> any which way you want to. So yeah. I've come home. I've come home from the bar many, many nights with only one sock. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's. There's nothing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Well, you guys, uh, you have a power washer. You know, set up a little station in the back and just turn the power washer on. 
Don is <laughs> his weenus. They're always said, like, if you go to a truck stop, most truckers only have one sock on, and then you wonder why there's a sock in the middle of the highway. Well, you know. <laughs> I, I knew about piss jugs, but I didn't know about shit socks until just now. Uh, <laughs> shit sock is a load sock is what it is. The saddest road sock. In the military, the <laughs> official military vernacular for that is a happy sock. <laughs> Dude, I don't think that sock's happy. <laughs> happiest, that's the fucking happiest sock you're going to have for 16 weeks. Yeah. For 16 weeks, that's all you got is that yeah. happy sock. The, uh, you're putting so, lipstick on the end of it. You're like, oh. <laughs> so, the dude, so the dude who wheelied the Stella out from my shop back in 2003 decides that 17 years later, he's going to show up and buy uh, Leon, which is one of the three Vespa P200s. They're all burgundy. They were part of the Michigan Scooter Mafia. These old guys that all decided to quit riding Honda Goldwings. They started with Harleys. They got older and they went to Gold Wings. They were all Navy veteran buddies together back in Korea. And they went from Hondas Whoa. to Harleys to <laughs> I know what nice that is, John. tan lines. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, they, uh, they had these three bikes and these three bikes were all set up the same way. They were all Burgundy P200s and they all had like cylinder kits and pipes and like every J.C. Whitney fucking accessory you could put <laughs> on a Vespa. Uh, Air compressors, 10-disc Pioneer CD changers, everything. They were magnificent. And so I had sold off Casper and I had sold off Sparky, but I still had Leon. And Leon was the one that I rode a couple of years ago in the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride with the police bobby hat on and the whole British police shit. So that was the bike I was riding then. Sold it to this cat who thought that because he could master a Stella – I, I was, he could master a Stella that he was totally okay and checked out for a Vespa P200 and not realizing that a P200 and a Stella, although similar in appearance, are slightly different in maintenance. Not the same. Yeah. Not the same. And so at the same time, this guy owned a beat to shit Stella, and I mean epically beat to shit, and a really, really nice P200 um, of the old man variety. And... Today, I picked them both up. So now I got a really fucking beat to shit Stella that runs pretty good and a old man Leon. I got Leon back today. So that, that happened. One of the three amigos? You got one yeah. of the three amigos? I got one of the three amigos back. I've been missing yeah. two smokes, dude. I've been like, yep. yeah. Yeah. So we got, so, um, so Leon, Leon is running, right? Is that what you said? What's that? Leon is running. You just got to yeah, get Yeah, Leon's running and Leon's running and the fucked up, the world's worst. Like, you might think you're a hard motherfucker, but you are not 2003 Stella crashed 100 times hard. Like, <laughs> nobody's that fucking hard. Is that you, Michael Fresh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck? There's a lot of rage in that picture. Yeah. There's also drinking. There's also a lot of Sun Country wine coolers in that picture, too. <laughs> I think we're going to call that one Bartles and James or Bartles and Shames. Wow. <laughs> Holy Christ. So which one are you? The one that they're all staying away from? Yes. Oh, no, you're, you're the one right in the middle. You're the one holding them all up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's been like, so today was, today was the day of picking up some fucking true straight up two stroke veterans. Yeah. yeah. We got that. So how long uh, do you usually are you taking on each bike typically right now? What's your thoroughput like as far as work goes? You're in there like two, three days, boom. You're kind of like 
you're able to kind of hash them out pretty quickly? Yeah. Well, most of the stuff we're pulling in is standard springtime shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Springtime shit is like, I don't know why my bike's not running, which is always a fuel problem, right? Right. Uh, especially around here because winter yeah, so means got- nobody's riding anything for four months. So Yeah. yeah. So you've got like a reliable problem tree that you're going down under and yeah. it's like hitting it every time pretty much, it's, huh? It, everything we do is seriously my god <laughs> jesus christ john holy shit hold that up again fucking oh my yeah. fucking god man holy sassafras oh, bro you're yeah. shredded bro look at you jesus christ <laughs> muscles got muscles god dude look at you he's gonna want a leg wrestle jesus <laughs> i mean the giant style anybody want the people like <laughs> i am the brute squad yeah. <laughs> He's not used to fighting only one person at a time. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Later, later that day, this guy got his teeth knocked out. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Yeah. That guy, no. you, was, well, he was fucking with the, one of the girls, with that girl I was standing with and, like, saying all kinds of rude shit. So I had to fuck him up. Damn. My Man. name is John Mecklefresh, and these are my knuckles. <laughs> so, so Phil, as like a quick as a quick aside and a piggyback yeah. on your story, I did right. everything you told me to do. You guys told me to do last year when I put the Z Rex away. Yeah, emptied everything out, fogged right. the carburetor, bought a fuel injected bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, like almost year, everything. The Z one twenty five. But uh, I went to I put like a little bit of gas in it. There, there was like a tiny bit at the bottom of the tank that I couldn't get out without pulling the tank off. And I started the bike up and it started up fine. Yeah. And when I would go, to, once it was warmed up, when I would pull back on the throttle, it would hesitate. And I'm right. like, shit, it's either not enough gas, yeah. old gas, right. or my carbs are dirty because I right. missed something. I'm going through everything. Like, like I've got to check it. So, <clears throat> so I went and, uh, what's that? Well, the tech tip is if you're going to add new gas or if you're not going to, you know, or if you have a little bit left in there, pull a fuel line off or unscrew your, your drain plugs and let some of the fresh stuff get through the line, you know? Right. Like with the buddies, you do a carb clean and everything, but I always pull the fuel line off and hit the starter a little bit and let it run some of the fresh gas through the line, then yeah. hook it up. And that yeah, way you, you got to donate that old gas to your fallen homies, man. Spill a little yeah. out for the brothers. <laughs> so I did a, uh, I did. I did like the really low effort version of it because I was going through like all three of the bikes getting them ready and I rode it to the gas station on what little gas was left and I put all new gas in and then I pulled my uh, my measuring cup and my uh, sea foam out of my backpack and I put in five and a half ounces of sea foam into the tank and then I did an Italian tune up yep. uh, up um, yeah. up State Road and then up Broad Boulevard. Yeah. And so I've put a grand total of one and a half miles on that bike this year. And A, the problem's fixed, and B, yep. already terrified of it. Yep, absolutely. Holy fuck, <laughs> that bike is fast. And like, you know what? That's a fucking amazing motorcycle. And uh, the Z-Rex is, is, is totally worthy of everything. But if, uh, if John Cochran, if Johnny Chrome were here right now, he would tell you <laughs> that he found a whole new level of hatred in his life working I on the carbs. That. On well, that bikes. was that was my thought when I pulled the throttle back yeah. a couple times and it, yeah. and it uh, hesitated. I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. And I'm like, "Hey, yeah. I can't post about this on social media or talk about it on the podcast because Johnny Chrome is going to tell me yeah, I told you exactly. so, and he's going to be right." 
number one. And number two, um, I feel dumb because maybe I did something wrong. Yeah. But no, the issue really was apparently not enough fuel. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I've never run so that bike dry before. Yeah. What's what's Chrome's beef with that bike? Is it just like having to deal with the carbs and it's just yeah. buried underneath the tank? And like you can yeah. tell, knock just from looking at the bike, like as one piece. Like if mm-hmm. you're if you're at a Cars and Coffee or something, and someone's got one of those, and you just go up and look, you can tell how much of a cunt those carburetors are to get out of that bike. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of those machines where everything in the world, like. N- Okay, Mecklefresh is getting weird. All right. Uh, <laughs> All the shit you don't need to get to is really easy to get to. And the things that are really important to be able to get to are kind of a bitch Terrible. to get to. Yeah. yeah. And well, I, I like the chain, uh, the chain adjustment, though. It's got the eccentric. Yeah, yeah, the chain adjustment's pretty... Everything pretty. on that bike is fucking fantastic. If they would have spent an extra $48 and put fuel injection on it. Yeah, did. <laughs> if they, they did got to- uh, in 2006. And do you know when they stopped selling that bike in the U.S.? 2005. Yeah. And that's not, like, not joking around. If that bike were to be fuel injection, it would be fucking perfect. It would and be a perfect like, motorcycle. And just like the bandits and shit, the, the bandits, when they, the bandits became fuel injected, um, every problem I've ever had with a bandit has been carburetor related. And so it takes a perfectly good bike and fucking, you know, yeah, exactly. Then dudes in a bathroom stall camera, yes. Totally. <laughs> wait, wait, are we, is it, is it McElfresh or Johnny Chrome that we're asking? This? McElfresh. 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 The guy who's Actually, fascinated by the fact that he keeps holding his phone up to the camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm going to have to say so Camaro. Yes. So I would say Johnny Chrome is only kind of Camaro, and I would say I'm only kind of Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm yellow C4 Corvette Camaro, but I'm yellow Z51 C4 Corvette Camaro. Yeah. So a buddy at work had a Z-Rex. <laughs> I forgot what year it was. And I remember taking Damn, it around. You are a teenager with a Camaro Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> I ran over my neighbors. Sorry, not what <laughs> And that just made you 15% less Camaro. Yeah, right. I'll give you that. I like how Camaros are like 50% bumper. Yes. Just a long snout. Cam, Cam just lost his SS badge. Now he's just straight Camaro. He might only be IROC at this point. Oh, okay. Really quick. Sorry, now. I have to. No, no, go for it. I have to, I have to tell you guys a really quick story. So my mom, um, and Phil's met my mom and knows exactly what kind of person my mom is. But uh, picture, please? <laughs> I mean. <sighs> Burn. So, any I, I'm not gonna entertain that. So, anyways, uh, when my mom graduated from high school, before she went to like the the tech school to learn drafting and become an engineer, back when engineer were still called draftsmen, uh, her father presented her with her graduation gift, which was a blue '68 Camaro RS. Yeah. And as my mom said, he he handed her the payment book, and as my mom said, I didn't even get to pick the color. So she when she went to the tech school, the guys at the tech school got the SS badges. Uh-huh. and put the SS badges on her uh, six-cylinder Camaro. What, they couldn't hold the 396? Yeah, so we figured out that my mom might be the first ricer. You know the website? I think it was a guy. Was it a guy? In, I think it was a guy in San Francisco, that uh, Brian Hong, who coined the term Rice Boy right. and created the first page, RiceBoyPage.com, which is still live and still like 1998 as fuck as far as web design goes. 
<laughs> he like he did some archaeology through his like photos back in the days when you had to take a picture with a disposable camera and put it on a scanner and you know trying to find the first ricer and i'm like nope my mom was the first ricer back in 19 <laughs> so sorry knock i'm sorry you're saying a co-worker had a xerox yeah, no, I rode it around the block, and I was uh, surprised of how linear the power is yeah. on that thing. Yeah. It's just fat and buttery. Even for, like, an inline four, you're not having to, like, burble it up at the top. Yep. And I was, yeah, it zero to 60, whatever, down the block. It was a fun time, and I could see why. Uh, I mean, he was a big black dude, so I could see why he enjoyed it very much. You know, just, it, yeah. you just it's fucking super smooth. It's got attitude. He's got, he had, like, a... a couldn't find a high <laughs> no, he has a ZX14 actually. <laughs> I was fate, the realest motherfucker at the boardwalk. I was so I was so pissed off because I got um I, I bought my Z-Rex and then like a month later, I think the guy that's two timing my neighbors across the street got a Hayabusa. <laughs> neighbors so, plural? I'm I'm not sure I'm just, I, I, I said I spoke incorrectly, but my neighbor across the street who is, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's either a family member or somebody that's two timing them because they only come during the day while the husband's at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they've got a, uh, they've got a Hayabusa and they just call that guy Jody. Jody. Yeah. There's an R&B yeah. song written about him. Apparently. Exactly. Yeah. Jody, Jody with the Hayabusa. Um, right. wow. Uh, I, I was kind of pissed because I had my Xerox and I had the biggest dick on the block for like three weeks. Well, Cam, you better fucking show up tomorrow at 1 a.m. and p.m. <laughs> I'm not saying I'll post to it. Just core out your muffler. Core out your muffler and your, uh, you know. No, I got a, I got a Kirker slip on, on it. It sounds oh, nice. I really nice. like the way it sounds. I still want to do the four into one, but that involves rejetting the carbs, which means wait, wait, wait. Carbs. you said you have a strap on and you're waiting to do the four into one. <laughs> I said I have a slip on. Okay. And I want to do the four into one. I did hear that. Yeah, that, that, that happened. Yeah. Oh, I got man. Um, I got you know the can't shame around here. <laughs> oh. I got the bandit up and running uh, recently, and I'm running into an issue. I think I'm going to have to take the carbs back off, but it's. Um, it, 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 it like hangs at around 2000 RPM, but okay. when it does drop down, it just stops something. It's, it's a uh, low speed jet. Cause I was e either thinking that or an air leak uh, in the boots, air leak. but it's I, air leak. I sprayed it with a uh, carb cleaner. I didn't tell any difference in RPMs, um, but yeah, you move your handlebars from left to right, right to left. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> do you still, do you still have a drag radial from a car as your rear tire? No, no, Perfectly I have flat and, and no tread. Well, it's showing through to some cords now. Um, <laughs> and, and I can't take it to Cleveland Moto to get it replaced anymore since they're they're They have two workers and they're booked, but <laughs> oh, come on. I, I waited too long on that one. You know, if you show up, we'll slide you in. Yeah. <laughs> Time to watch some YouTube videos and get yourself some tire irons, man. Uh, I, no, I have tire irons. I, I just don't want to touch the, uh, a tubeless rim. Yeah. No, I mean, we'll. I mean, if you show up, we'll we'll just run back and we'll throw that shit on a tire machine. I mean, realistically, anybody at my shop except for Renee could get that thing changed out for you pretty quickly. So well, I'll keep that in mind. I, I have to. I still have to find some uh, Pirelli Angel STs. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's a fantastic tire. tire that angel, yeah. the angel has always been a good tire for me. And 
you know, what's funny is they're getting to be a little long in the tooth, but every bike I've ever done, uh, like an impromptu track day on, or like an opportunity to go do something I shouldn't be doing on the bike. If I've got angels on it, the fucking thing just works. And uh, they're really good tires. And whereas the Rosa Corsas um, are really weird because they're like when they're dry or when they're cold, they'll kill you. Look like the Corsa 2s. They're very dangerous tires until they're hot. And then when they're hot, they're fucking amazing. Yeah. Gravels are good. Well, that's really what I have on my uh, on the moats hard and it's like yeah. running it's like at twenty five pounds. Yeah. And it's uh yeah, it starts sliding a little yeah. more predictably as it warms up, but for yep. the most part, yeah. So the Diablos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Diablo Diablo, Diablo yeah, twos yeah. or some red devil twos. They stick no matter what. Right. And it's the whole trick with those is it's all temperature based on those tires for some reason. And a lot of companies will use those as an OEM tire. And, you know, you get somebody who lays the thing down in the first 90 feet. And the trick is you got to like ease into it. That's a tire that is like anal. The longer you take getting into it, the better it is. And it's, uh, you don't rush in. And we've seen people lay bikes out within 15 minutes of leaving the shop. And meanwhile, though, if you take your time, 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes in, that fucking thing will hang around a corner, elbow down. It's okay. a really good tire. Yeah. So the zeros uh, come with that, right? Yeah, You're zeros right. come stock with that, and so do a lot of Moto Guzzi's. So a lot of Guzzi's come stock with that tire. It's a really, really good tire that gets a bad reputation because people go out and try to do shit on it before it's warmed up. Yeah. yeah. Nick, so. what size did we figure out your carburetors were uh they're uh my Cooney bst 32s yeah 32s <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, and you measure not- the inside bell right not the outside when you're measuring carburetors is that how that works <laughs> <laughs> i just no, i'm laughing because i think it's funny because <laughs> i got i got 24s on my vespa <laughs> I think the I think the Kians on my uh, Z-Rex are like thirty fours. I think Oscar I think Oscar's got nineteens on his Vespa. Oh yeah. Does that mean if you have twenty fours and you have a four cylinder, does that mean you could make one carburetor that's a one hundred and it yeah. would work? Yeah, four times twenty four. You could have a ninety eight and it'd be awesome. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm that's sorry. Eight yeah, times the area. Though. Put your fucking fist through it, just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. If, but I think if you had a if you had a one hundred twenty four, I have a one hundred millimeter carburetor. One hundred millimeter carburetor. You could have a one hundred millimeter carburetor. I think I have only eight millimeters more. Of carburation than Nick does on my Z-Rex, and then Nick ah. wonders why you get like twenty six miles to the gallon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good bike, though. I like that. I think, I'm, I'm glad to see you putting work into it. Well, I, and I did take the Bandit around the, the block a, a couple weeks ago. Like it, it rides fine. Uh, it just doesn't idle very well. Um, but like the first time I got on it this year and really gave it some throttle, was, and you know, obviously 400 cc four cylinder up to about fourteen thousand RPM is ridiculous. Oh, With it's that a four hundred. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the you've got the racing project Murashima exhaust. Yeah, on that the, the four into two exhaust sounds great. Um, yeah, sounds amazing. So yeah. you know what? I think tomorrow I'm going to work on the CB1. I'm doing it. I was supposed I'm to sure. do it today, but I decided just to do nothing. But tomorrow I'm going to do that. <laughs> I love that CB1. That CB1 was so cool to ride. Yeah, 
It needs to see yeah. that today. We forgot. It's, it's, it's just super nutty to have. So, sorry, go ahead. 500 tomorrow. What's that? We'll say that again. I think I'm buying a Scarabio 500 tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. We did forget to mention one thing. So, Oscar, you hit a milestone last weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's been a while. So I, I borrowed uh, Sleepy's uh, VB500, and it's been over 20 years since I've hit anything over 65 miles an hour. <laughs> I was doing 95, 90, or a little over 90 on, on Sleepy's VB500. Uh, on a scooter? On a scooter. Yeah, yeah. had plenty to go because he's about 60 pounds lighter than me. <laughs> Something. I. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's been a while. Yeah, no shit, man. Yeah. yeah, that's flying. Yeah, I, that's the pretty cool. The problem is, I always assume that Oscar can go a million miles an hour because I've tried to chase Oscar through Mexico, and Oscar <laughs> scares the shit out of me anytime I'm in Mexico. <laughs> on the beat, on the beat up P two hundred, yeah. On a P two hundred that should not be legally on the road. Should be, should be fucking motorcycle ever. Wait, are you guys talking about actual Mexico or like the Mexico? My buddies in. <laughs> on 480 no, 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 no proper proper, proper mexico. mexico proper mexico anytime i end up going in into mexico and it just seems like it's weird i doesn't matter what bike i'm on so sometimes i'll be like on a, a triumph tt like a 600 tourist trophy other times i'll be like on my cd 400f or other times i'll be on somebody's borrowed vespa or a buddy <laughs> And it, no matter when I'm in Mexico, I always end up with Oscar. <laughs> and, and like Just fucking pinned to the <laughs> yes. And every time I end up with Oscar, Oscar is literally stuck. He's riding a like a six hundred dollar scooter with a nine hundred dollar helmet. <laughs> God damn! I love Johnny Max's bike. I'm sorry. He was showing me the CB one. I love that thing. <laughs> and I'm riding through Mexico and Oscar's going like, okay, Oscar's up on the curb. He's up on the sidewalk for like, I don't know, a couple blocks. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to go on the sidewalk because yeah. I don't know. I don't, I have no idea where I am. So yeah. I forgot about that word. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking terrifying because we it's, had to get to the bar before it closed. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's always funny it's always fun when you're riding with a guy and he's like oh you're so permissive with this yeah you know, let's, i'm just gonna do what he does and oh, you know just, just, just follow me guys just, just i just had absolutely no idea and uh, <laughs> emmy was riding with us and so we're blasting like we're fucking every law in ensenada like we are really <laughs> being terrible to the whole city and we're up on sidewalks and we're down off of sidewalks and we're through gas stations as shortcuts and shit and I'm looking at Emma, and I'm just like, it's okay. Just stick with us. Just don't, <laughs> don't lose us. Because we had to get to the bar before sunset because sunset was fucking amazing. And when you're racing the planet, <laughs> you're, you're really overmatched. Like, you can't win unless you really hurry. And that was the case. Like we were literally racing planet Earth against the sun, yeah. or against your the Indiana sun. Jones. Oh, it was amazing! It was there so cool. Yeah, and and we did, and we made it, and we made it to the bar in question, and we got to see the sun go down, which was a million dollar view, and like they were bringing us blankets and they were like stoking the fire around where we were. Once we got there, I'm not bullshitting. Like I can tell you, this shit is insane. 
that was the uh, Quattro Quattro. Quattro Quattros, yeah. 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 So like, that's one of those things that these guys were all like, oh, we should hurry. And this was like a last minute thing. Like if we really, really go super fast, we can make it to Quattro Quattro in time. It's just the last two miles, no motorcycle can climb. So you're going to have to park your motorcycles and get in the back of a Dodge pickup truck and they'll drag you to the top of the hill. Wow. Yeah. And for real, um, we had ridden motorcycles in every condition up to that point. But I knew for a fact that the Mexicans were right. We couldn't ride those bikes up that hill. Like, it was straight up. It was legit. I don't think we could have ridden the bikes up the mountain that the Dodge pickup trucks took us up. Yeah. It was good. So, if you guys go to Mexico and you're, like, in an Ensenada area, because that's pretty much, like, 10 miles north of Ensenada. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> those, those, those are the pictures of the yeah. actual bar. Yeah. <laughs> Did you oh, shit. So this is the shitter. If you take a look right there in the middle of the screen, yeah, this one. Yep. that's the bathroom. And the oh, bathroom, bathroom's got a beautiful view. The bathroom yeah. has got a major beautiful view. Wait, the bathroom has shit. a better view you than any home I've ever lived in. Well, wait, <laughs> this, this can't be real because everybody in this country says Mexico is just a dirty shithole. So no, not at all. Nope. You see these boats? There's these shrimp boats and stuff that you drive on the road as you're going in. Yeah. So, uh, Cuatro Cuatro, this is one of those things, like, if you're in Mexico, you gotta go to Cuatro Cuatro. Um, Oscar's not, I mean, we're not fucking around. This is a serious, amazing view. Yeah. And they start fires up. They get, kind of get you set up, and they'll bring you food and drinks and everything else. It yeah. is extremely cool. And I'm so glad that we made it there in time for the sunset because that place, it, it's just impossible. And totally is, yeah. is that on that road, that Russian wine road? That's, that, that's it's across, close. Yeah, it's yeah, close, it's close right? to that, yeah. Yeah, so it's so cool. I mean, that that's just one of those things um, – if I ever am back in that area, I will always stop at that bar. And what a brilliant thing to do to put a bar at the top of the hill because if people get fucked yeah. up, at least they're going to roll down and get away from <laughs> 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 We'll wash up on shore somewhere. Uh, eh, all good. Yeah, the funny thing was after we'd been up there for a couple of hours and it got super dark and we had to get back to our bikes down the hill in the back of the Dodge pickup trucks. So it's like the last part of arriving at the bar is you get in the back of a pickup truck and they go up uh, a slope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty red. Who's rocking out to some John Denver over there? Yeah, it's somebody's not, got the... Uh, it's probably Michael Fresh. Is it really John Denver or is it... No, that's not me. Pick a cover. That, that guy died in the bay. He yeah, literally the is the where bay. I, um, from. Yeah, uh, there's a town called Pacific Grove where I'm originally from, but uh, that's there's a bench dedicated to him. <laughs> out out, out there in the yeah, like a bench that you sit on. Yeah, like because like Pacific Grove is known for their really nice, super clean beaches, but and it looks. You know, if you, on a clear day, you can see across to Santa Cruz, but, like, uh, apparently that's the watery grave John Denver lives in now. So, oh, really? Shit. When he uh, crashed his experimental aircraft? Is it, was it an experimental aircraft? I thought it was, like, a Cessna fuck-around type it of was, It was a, um, an easy, long um, canard airplane. Or um, Who makes those? Um, I don't know. It wasn't a rutan or nothing like yeah, that, yeah, right? it, it was a It was a rutan easy long. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Or was it easy wider? He was just flying a giant roller. What's <laughs> <laughs> up into the ocean? I have an actual um, uh, uh, a question. Oscar, how is Mexico dealing with uh, COVID-19? I think overall it's, it's kind of chill. I mean, they're still doing like on the shopping malls and stuff. They're kind of just chill. doing the distancing stuff. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, they're, they're, they closed like the movie theaters and like the, the massive uh, places where brothels. people are gathering and stuff. But uh, <laughs> other than that, they, they do, they do, uh, they are doing some of that uh, temperature temp- yeah. uh, checking. I think overall, it's just not as harsh as San Diego or right. in the states. Is the t- hey, are you are you in Mexico now, Oscar, or what's going on? Yes, I'm in, in Cleveland, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico, Ohio. That's, He's in that's Mexico, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> that's I mean, international for me, man. <laughs> It's Parma, Mexico. He is literally <laughs> in Parma. That's where the cheese comes from. Yeah, where the cheese comes from, yeah. I, I think if you had to pick anywhere on a map and say what is the complete opposite of anywhere in Mexico, I think yes. Parma would be the Parma. answer. Parma yeah. is it. White Sox. Yeah, yeah. that is exactly <laughs> is, is that part of is that the part of uh, the neighborhood in Mexico where there's a bunch of Slovakians or something, or is it Polish? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I feel like the question we should be asking Oscar is, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic, how is Parma dealing with the <laughs> shortage? Well, they had a well, Apparently, I'm, I'm, I'm riding my, my moped to the corner store anyway. So. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and you, do you still get a free pierogi with every beer that you buy? <laughs> Right. <laughs> you guys are making nothing wrong with that. No, I would love to get a pierogi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is literally of all the places when Mac, when Oscar decided to come to Cleveland, and we were like, "Oh, you should totally live in Lakewood. It's really hip. It's really cool. <laughs> it's awesome. It's great." And uh, Oscar was like, "Well, what about Parma?" And I was like, "Well, it's it's they they got in a lot of trouble for not letting black people live there." <laughs> I was like. i should buy a house there and so then for a while it was oscar and our friend jackie who's also not white um living in a house together in parma and parma is is one of those things like it is the punchline of many many jokes for being extraordinarily polish and like yeah ethnic Ethnic. Actually, my neighbor doesn't doesn't speak English. She just speaks uh, Polish. It's a cer- they they used to joke. It's it's they would say instead of saying it's a Polak joke, like you know how did the Polak break his arm raking leaves? It fell, it fell out, out of the tree. tree. Yeah. So instead of saying that, they would just, <laughs> a certain ethnic. So how did a certain ethnic gentleman break his arm raking leaves? Well, we all knew that that meant Polak. Like that was just pink flamingo, yeah. white socks. You know, yeah. speaking of, yeah, speaking of Big Chuck and Little John, that was like a classic bit on this like local TV show we had, Knock, where it would, it would be literally a certain ethnic and it would be like a, a classic. And they were wearing like Polish sweaters and just, it was horrible. It was great. Yeah. That was the whole deal. They're, they're like 79 years old and they're still doing it. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you've owned like, I'm trying to remember everything that was built in Lorraine as far as like what Ford built in Lorraine and didn't Chevrolet have an assembly plant over yes. there too. But everything. like, yeah. Yeah. Like any mid-sized like American car that you were like your parents owned, yeah, uh, was probably built by Polish people in Lorain, Ohio. Absolutely, guaranteed. And wait, and Parma has Chevy Boulevard. 
Yes, exactly. Chevrolet <laughs> Boulevard. We, we actually ever, have to go to Chevrolet Boulevard to get our titles made. Yeah. <laughs> Did we ever get the Christmas joke of the week? No. no, not yet. Well, we got the 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 leaf raking one, so you're gonna have to top that one, Chris, because that Come one on, is pretty Seth, good. You said you had a joke. It's you're up. <laughs> Dude, that is the fire pit shot right there. Yeah. That's the money yeah. shot right there. That's Oscar. Quattro Quattro. Yeah, that's Quattro Quattro. That was one of the best days of my life, right there. Nice, Oscar. Yeah. Oscar, that you nailed it right there. That picture was one of the high points of my yeah. life. Yeah. So a woman wakes up in the middle of the night to find her husband's not in bed. She puts on her robe and goes downstairs to look for him. And she finds him sitting in the kitchen table with a cut, cup of hot cocoa in front of him. He appears to be deep in thought, staring at the wall. She watches as he wipes tears away from his eyes. What's the matter, dear? She whispers as she steps into the room. Why, why are you down here this late at night? The husband looks up from his drink. It's the 20th anniversary of the day we met. She can't believe he's remembered, and she starts to tear up. The husband continues, do you remember the day that, uh, that we uh, started dating? It was 18 years, and I was 18 years, and she, she was 15. And uh, once again, the wife is touched to tears, thinking that her husband... Uh, I'm losing my place here. Remember, sin is <laughs> so caring and sensitive. Yes, I do, she replies. The husband pauses. Can you start over? <laughs> uh, your phone cut out. <laughs> You're muted. So she says, do you remember the day when my father caught us in the back of our car? Yes, he remembers. He says, uh, do you remember when uh, he shoved the shotgun in your face and said, either you marry my daughter I'll make sure you spend the next 20 years in prison. I remember that too, she says. He sighs and wipes away another tear and says, I would have gotten out today. (laughs) 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 Okay, the delivery was shit, but uh, you guys got the punchline. We still laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Cause marriage. That's super cool. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, and that was three bourbons later. So uh, <laughs> always you catch me at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> you know, hey, I was. I question: Do, Does anybody know are any of the title bureaus still processing titles? No, not in Ohio. Yeah, no, they're pretty much all done. So, no, I'm riding. I'm riding dirty until June or whenever they open them back up again. All my mics yeah, still expired. I just uh, did my reg- or renewed my registrations, uh, all three of them, by uh, online, and I got them in the mail. That's really? That's the only way you yeah. can do it. Yeah. yeah, but I need a title transfer. I started right. looking into that, and I just didn't have my information in front of me. But if you have your driver's your license plate number and stuff like that, it looks like you can do it fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I'm not kidding around. Like, the... The, the way that they're doing it, the way they're setting up is all the bureaus are closed. So every single one of them, every single bureau is absolutely locked down. So if you can't do it online, you can't do it in person. So if you mm-hmm. buy a bike or you sell a bike or you have registration to renew, you can do that online. But as far as the moving of a title, that's completely locked down. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it's... Uh, 
it's actually a really, really big deal right now where uh, Pennsylvania is completely shut down. They're not selling bikes. You can't do that. It's, it's out. And Michigan, same way, can't sell a bikes, can't transfer title, can't do any of this stuff. So it's really, it's a bad, bad time if you have to do paperwork. Um, now, Ohio has addressed this by doing our normal, remember we used to have 30-day tags? And then we got computers and everything was moving faster. So we got 45 day tags mm. and then COVID happened and now we have 90 day tags. So you get a 90 day tag if you buy a bike in hopes that in 90 days, all this shit will be sorted out. So yeah. that's the deal. My KLR 650 is in quarantine until I can yeah. get a fucking tag for it. Just go ride it. Dude. Mm. Nobody's going to write you. Go ride it. Yeah. How's law enforcement out there? I mean, are they super strict with all this stuff or are they just kind of like, no? I saw a law enforcement situation happen relating to COVID-19. I leave the house one day a week to grocery shop and supplies I need. I go to the hardware store that's across the street Um, because they also sell like the, it's Menards. So like I get the cat food there and the cat litter there and I get um, bedding for the chickens. 27 um, pounds of gummy bears, 27 pounds of gummy bears. <laughs> so, um, I was working around the house and I had a bunch of cardboard from a tool cart that I bought and I loaded it in the back of the truck and I took it down to the elementary school to go recycle the cardboard. Yeah. And there's four kids playing basketball and a cop rolls through, looks over at me, glares. I thought he was mad at me for being out, but like it was, I realized it was one of those get a load of these assholes looks. <laughs> and he turns his lights on and chases the kids out of the the park that are playing basketball because they like were very clearly not related to each other in like a biological sense. So he, um, I, I thought that was pretty interesting to see how seriously they're taking that. Yeah. I thought I was going to get in trouble for dropping cardboard off, but I was alone. Are you looking at kids, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> no, like, it, it clearly wasn't that kind of look because, like, I was, I had my gloves on. I was, like, shoving cardboard into the thing. If you're going to commit any illicit activity, make sure you do it alone. Yeah, exactly. And with gloves. Yeah. And with gloves. <laughs> what are you supposed to do if, if you're buying a bike uh, from, in, in, like, a private sale? So, that's, a, that's an excellent question. So, what you're going to do is you're going to do your transaction and if you can find a notary to go ahead and notarize the seller's uh, information on the back of the title, that's great. And then you're going to end up with a title that has been notarized and you have that document in your hands. You're going to go to your, uh, you're going to try to go online and you're going to try to get a 90 day, sorry, 45 day, 90 day plate for it online. You're probably not going to be able to do it. And I'm going to tell you, fuck it, ride dirty, man, uh, because everybody's aware of the shit show that's going on right now. And we have sold an undisclosed number of motorcycles to people, and we've put 90-day tags on the back of their bikes, knowing full well that we're not sure whether or not the title bureaus are going to be open within the next 90 days to be able to um, you know, close the deal. You know, so, and that's just where we are right now. It's, it's a very fucking wild west. It's totally deadwood. Right, because I noticed on, on the, on the uh, website, you could renew a registration. You can't get a new registration. Oh, and here's the biggest ball buster of all. All of the e-check stations are 100% shut down, including the fucking kiosks, which are just really? fucking computers. Wow. 
and you could roll up and do that shit with nobody there out of spite they closed those fuckers down since the Let's, humans can't be working apparently the robots can't be working either so equal Let's, rights for robots and humans the e-check fucking sites are closed down so if i have the capacity which i haven't used a human being to e-check my shit in fucking five or six years i always use the robot and uh the robots are closed okay what's what's an e-check machine and does it come in a pleasure model <laughs> so so knock the e-check is there's is it seven or eight counties in ohio i think it's just seven it's basically cuyahoga county and franklin county columbus and cleveland grangeaga summit lake, lake. county that touches so, them so, so out of out of ohio's 88 counties it is a literal handful of counties that are you know, basically metro areas where they do emissions right. testing for cars that are 20, it's a rolling 25 year exemption. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, it's the only counties you want to live in. It's the only counties you'd want. That's exactly what Phil said. So the situation is, is that, um, up until, uh, recently they would have to maintain like a guy, like some high school dropout with one finger in his nose running a chassis dynamometer. And they'd have to chase down somebody that could drive stick. If you bought a car with a stick, um, <laughs> But now the rolling 25-year exemption has finally hit the point where almost everything is OBD2. So the only thing that will have to exist is the kiosks, and they're actually thinking of getting rid of e-check because right. e-check does not apply to um, any new car. Well, the so bill has already passed the house. So the bill has already gone through, and it's literally, uh, you know, I hope and I pray that someday, but today I'm still just a bill. Um, schoolhouse rock, man. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's literally that point, and then COVID hit. So yeah, we so. were we were teetering on the edge of losing e check forever. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I didn't I didn't realize you guys had emissions checks or control because I know folks in Oregon's in Oregon they have one, but it's like super lax or something like yeah, that. Yeah, ours or? is ours is so lax. Like you know how it's supposed to be able to pick up if you flash off a code and then yeah. get checked immediately after that. I right. flashed a code in the parking lot. Yeah. And gotten an e-check and passed with the yeah. kiosk before. And okay. I took, uh, but back in the day, they used to fuck. So I had a CRX that I had a B16A swap in with the three-part touch just for drag racing and stuff. I still drove <laughs> it on the street. So I had to take it there, and I had this fucking schmuck that was like, oh, yeah, it's a stick. But mind you, also, the car was two inches off the ground at the best. So you have to get on these fucking rollers and everything. This yeah, fucked my whole car up, dude. He got in there. He's like, like he couldn't get the clutch to work because it was a fucking racing clutch. It was off or on. There was no like, you know, there was no feathering it at all. Yeah, he almost drove the thing off the fucking like the dollies because he like nailed it and the, the fucking car it had a turbo on it. It kicked in and the whole thing was going on. He was just like, I'm just gonna pass you, dude. I can't. I don't know what to do with your car. And I was like, Thanks. So like that's it, this whole process has been stupid for so long. It's just, Ohio yeah. e check is probably the uh, has historically probably been the only place uh, in America where you can run a chassis dynamometer without at least a high school diploma or a two year. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't they didn't strap the cars down. They just drove right. it onto the rollers, man. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Ohio Ohio e check is like and it was basically it it translated to a poor people tax is what it translated. Yeah, that's true. Because that's exactly it didn't, right. It didn't cut down. It didn't cut down on pollution from uh you, what they're okay. So sorry. So in Ohio you can actually get a truck plate. Right. It's it's not a it's not a county. You can actually get a plate like as a truck, and so if you have like a diesel pickup truck that is tuned to run like 
you know, super rich and belch black smoke into the air, okay. even though it's oh, yeah. like five or six years old, you don't have to worry about running e-check if you play, if you pay the extra, what is it? It's like an extra 50 bucks a year to get a truck plate. Yeah. It's about 120 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so in exactly. a regular plate's like 50, 75 bucks or something. Right. So, I mean, it's like, it's, there's so many different ways around e-check. It's just such a waste of money. And the problem is, is that if you're poor or you're broke, you probably don't have access to the resources to get around e-check. Hey, and you're Cam. also more likely to have a car that's fucked. Hey, Kim, let me ask you a question. <coughs> what does it cost to do e-check? It doesn't cost anything to do e-check because we pay for it in our taxes Perfect. every year. It used to. It used to cost 20 bucks a throw. Yeah. So, yeah. But my point is it's not about costing money on e-check. It's telling people that have an emissions code for some EVAP hose that crack, that's brittle and cracked because their car's their car's 15 years old. Unless you have right. dollars worth of service bill. Yeah, and you got to get, you got to pay. And you get passed instantly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so it's a, it's absolutely a poor person tax. Poor shit. Yeah. It's so, completely so horse shit. You guys do I, get like non-California. Sorry. Was that? No, so you guys get the non-California version of, of motor vehicles, right? Or are you starting yeah. to see more of those or is that? Yeah, I mean, realistically, um, uh, and it so, a lot of things come in with the with the the California stuff in them, and we just rip it out. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think a lot of things nowadays are fifty state right. certified. Yeah, so. so the the most recent car I saw knock that was unique for California was the um the N fifty two BMW engine. Let okay. me let me think here, but there it was a different engine uh. code. But realistically, for yeah. most of our stuff, for the motorbikes and everything else, uh, canisterectomies are yeah. extremely popular. Yeah. So yeah, we we do that in California too. There's no yeah. emissions testings for bikes, so they just and out the door. You know, California fucked over Super Trap and fucked over. Uh, oh yeah. A lot of our friends here in town who build exhaust systems, and when you look at all the different, uh, you know, Weisco and all the different companies who make really cool OEM shit, or I'm sorry really cool American aftermarket performance tuning shit. Um, California really caused these guys a lot of grief. And yeah. we had friends that worked at Super Tramp and we had friends that worked at aftermarket. Super Tramp. Yeah. Played for Super Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because of the California law, they got uh, a couple of million dollars of fines thrown at them. Oh, and shit. For even just suggesting that, you might put an aftermarket exhaust system on a particular motorcycle at the motorcycle shop where the bike was being sold. So it, it's, yeah. it's gotten weird for a long time. And around here, having uh, e-check loosened up is kind of a big deal because for about the past 20 years in our county, and like we joked, any county you want to live in, you've had to play the e-check game. Yeah. yeah. And it's pollution a, not really a thing over there, right? I mean, there's like geographically the weather and climate kind of just, it doesn't linger like it is in LA yeah. or wherever. Yeah. It's, I mean, and obviously we're a lot less industrial than, right. um, our river catches on fire every so often. But <laughs> um, check that river. What was yeah. I going to, Oh, what was I going to say about, Oh yeah. So BMW, uh, the last normally aspirated inline six that they put in the three series, the N 52, California got their own version of it called N51. And when I worked at, um, when I worked at a, a German aftermarket parts company, we sold OEM and 
aftermarket parts and we had the catalogs built, we got bought out by a California investment company. And when they found out about the whole N51, N52 thing, when we were still selling a bunch of N52 parts, they're like, well, why aren't you servicing California? Why aren't you adding the N51 shit? And it's like, it's an engine sold in one state and it would cost Mm. us, it would cost you X number of dollars to get me to add this stuff to the catalog. And, uh, Is, nope. it, is it because you have to warehouse the actual material in your locale or like? No, it was, so what it was is it was basically we would, have, we would have to build an entire parts catalog separately for a car. The way our system was built up, if we added that extra engine code in, we'd have to go back and redo a bunch of stuff. Uh, okay. Add a bunch of stuff exclusive to it. And before this investment company came on, we had decided, you know, or my brand manager had decided not worth the effort. And, uh, and after talking over with the uh, the investment company, it was decided not worth the effort. So there are a bunch of people that are probably neighbors to the people that actually pulled the purse strings at the company at the time that could not buy parts from us because we didn't sell the specific N51 parts for them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oil change service kits were the same, brake service kits were the same, but anything emissions related, we just didn't touch because it wasn't worth it. Um, we had a situation uh, when the ruling like that Phil was talking about came out where we had to start changing up our process and like we couldn't ship a part unless we got a PDF signed from people that lived in New York or California that I am not going to install this on a car for public use. Well, an actual affidavit sign, huh? Yeah, they had to sign an affidavit to us and basically lie so that if there was any issue, it would fall on them and not fall on us for selling the part. People are losing uh, wooden bumpers. I mean, we got we got shit that is barely held together, so a person can get there, you know, to get to work, so they can support their families on a nine hundred dollar car. And um, it's one of those games where it's the e check thing was always a joke because you're like, okay, I got a five hundred dollar car or a nine hundred dollar car. I'm gonna do anything I can to keep that fucking thing on the road, including yeah. having my buddy down the street. I'm gonna give him fifty bucks so he can write me a fake invoice for three hundred dollars that says he changed the spark plugs and he changed the air filter, and it still doesn't pass. And once you have a document from a shop that says you've done that three hundred dollars worth of magical work, then instantly you're exempt from the e-check because you tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's definitely a, a Florida vehicle ownership over there, like anywhere else, I guess. Yeah. So it yeah, is, it's, a, it's, it's a weird thing. So we're happy to see it go. But um, it is funny because I still get people in my shop every day that are like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to have you do a canisterectomy on my motorcycle because we might have motorcycle e-check someday. And I'm like, oh, we are never going to have motorcycle e-check because yeah. motorcycles are insane when it comes to like, you couldn't get these, like you were mentioning earlier, minimum wage people to be able to do a fucking e-check on a motorcycle. Uh, There's no way. There's absolutely no way. Plus, every Harley, every Hayabusa, every Katana with a nine-foot-long swing arm would fail (laughs) explosively. You know, like, so, yeah. So, we're cool. (laughs) That's it. Like, don't worry about that shit. It's funny. uh, We get vehicles from, I mean, we're really close to the Pennsylvania border. I don't know if you figured that out when you visited, Um, but we are remarkably close to the Pennsylvania border. Ohio is a big state. No, mm-hmm. by a law, if you're an Ohio resident, you have to have at least two relationships with people from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. They can last a night. They can last a year. It just yeah. it it counts either way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 
Pennsylvania has state inspections on vehicles that are actually like more safety related. Yep. Yes, they yeah. do. Like in and, Pennsylvania, like you have to, they inspect a lot of things. Yep. So it's yeah. not just your emissions. It's, you can't have any holes in your body work. You yep. can't, you have to have good tires. You have to have good brakes. So um, more than yeah. just emissions. So Lake Erie is a freshwater lake, but right on top of a big salt mine. If you've ever bought Morton salt with the little girl in the yellow dress and the umbrella, that's from Lake Erie. So yeah, we well, use a shit ton of salt on the roads and it eats the cars up here. And Pennsylvania used uh, cinders, I believe, yeah. until yeah. last within the last decade. Yep. So you can find cars that have failed emissions or, or failed state inspection in Pennsylvania that guys will, bro- will buy and bring over the uh, state border. Um, or you can go over there and get them yourself. And I've gotten some amazing deals on some really nice older cars that way. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw my Jetta, but I bought this beautiful rust-free Jetta. Okay, beautiful is a stretch, but a really nice rust-free Jetta that I bought for $695. What? What, what year was it? What kind? Was it like a, it was a Mark II? It was a Mark II, Mark II Wolfsburg. So, I mean, oh, it was cool. an 8-valve automatic, nothing special, but it it was a winter car for me and I had an old set of four by 100 winter tires that I threw on. And I mean, the radiator was bad. Uh, the valve cover gasket was fucked up as they always are on the eight valves. And I would put a 99 cent quart of Menards oil in it every week. And <laughs> $7 gallon of coolant every two, two or three weeks. And for, that mystery jizz in there. Yeah. And, uh, the alter, I found out later the alternator was bad. I put a new battery in it and it ran off the battery for like, almost seven months. I mean, <laughs> but it was, awesome. I still have the car. Like I've turned it into a project car because it's an old car and it's interesting and it's like completely rust free and clean. And it's like, I have to do something with it. And it was yeah. 695 bucks and you find shit like that all the time in Pennsylvania. Um, I bought my Jeep grand Wagoneer in Pennsylvania yep. and wow. I drove it for probably, eh, it was in pretty good shape. Nothing rusted out on it. But within about four years of having it here, it just fucking cheesed out. Yeah. Like mm. the rockers started going, everything started rusting out on it. It was just Ohio was like really kills cars. Like if you have, uh, yeah. you have to have at least two cars. If you have a car you love, you have to have at least two cars. I bought a brand new car in 2011, and I went to go do my brakes for the first time, do new pads at like uh, 35,000 miles, and I was going to put stainless braided brake hoses on. And after three winters, I was afraid of taking the um, the hoses off at the fittings because they were so rust rust welded on. Huh. So, so that was three winters, and that was a brand new car. In my garage right now, at this ex- at this exact moment, in my garage, I have a 1987 Honda Super Magna that has not run in at least. Five years. Ouch. I have the title for it. Um, I have virtually the whole machine. I believe I have a new front rim. Uh, the back rim has an, a 90 degree uh, accident in it. Um, the long and short of it is the bike was amazing and perfect in every single way, except for the fact that I'm an idiot and I drag race somebody, and I hit a uh, concrete uh, center median island at like <laughs> 60 or 70 miles an hour. Oh, fun. As yeah. You do. yeah uh, it was when uh, myself and Dr. Waters were just dating, and uh, we, we were racing somebody and winning extravagantly 
until I decided to go left of center and pass another car to really seal the deal. And then when I went left to center to pass the car, there was a fucking goddamn eight inch curb there for a uh, center median thing that I hit at full authority. And uh, consequently me, her and the bike all went like airborne at the same time. And it just fucked both the front and the rear rim and all the fork seals and everything in between. And, but you got some that night, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when we did land on the planet again, on the, <laughs> so we landed back on earth, but we were in the oncoming lanes of traffic. And then I just dove into a bowling alley parking lot on a front rim that had a giant 90 degree cut in it. And uh, oh my God. 90 degree cut in it. And if you guys know anything about the, the Honda Super Magnet, you know the back wheel is a giant fucking aluminum disc. And the front's a five-spoke piece of beauty, a 19-inch beautiful front wheel. So long and short of it is, simply put, that bike's in my garage right now, leaning against the wall. And uh, I have zero interest in ever making it a motorcycle ever again. <laughs> oh. So... If you like V V4s like that mm. like that yeah if you like those if you like those and 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 you might be interested in that shit <laughs> I got one of those so, I like them. I don't like pulling the carbs out of them or in the no, airbox. <laughs> what I recommend is if you're going to take the carbs off just take the motor out of the frame <laughs> like the, the frame and the motors take the frame and the motor like take the motor out totally yeah. Yeah, good and if you do that and you rebuild the carbs outside but don't take the carbs apart the carbs have to stay together because with any v4 if you take these carburetors and take them apart you're fucked yeah yeah so that's the way those work uh whether it's a v max nope uh, 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 interceptor? Nope. A Magna? Nope. nope. A Saber? Nope. nope. If it's a V4, don't ever take the carbs apart. If it's a Yamaha Venture, don't take the carbs apart. Like, what What Japanese had put together, let no person ever take apart. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, there's one of those out there. If anyone's interested, that's out there in my garage right now. <laughs> Don't, yeah, don't do you this say story. that about the, the uh, V4s. It's like the GL yeah. four cylinders are right. the same way. The, the yeah. four carburetors are a pain in the ass. Yes, exactly. It is the hardest situation ever yeah. I've ever worked on. I don't know if anybody's ever tried to do this shit, but like whether it's a 500 interceptor or an 1100 interceptor, the V4 deal is a bullshit situation. Like Honda made that shit to be used one cycle and if you ever let that cycle stop you're fucked it's it's like it's zippered in there you know like it has to fit in there like (laughs) it's the game if it it works one time and after that fuck you yeah that's it so anyway that's this year i would love to get that v4 magna out of my garage how many places is it in one why is it not have been? Why has it been to uh, Mid Ohio? It just didn't have the time for it previous years, or 
it's not holding my garage up, but it's in the vicinity of holding my garage up. Like it's, Bill, somebody you might want to reach out to her is that uh, Ray Bayless guy. Oh, yeah. He was a V4 Magna guy. He had yep. the Super Magna. Super Magna? If he yep. wants one for a parts bike or just okay. some money for a second. Yeah. yeah, that's like, that's the one thing this year, my project, my project is to get that piece, I mean, that motorcycle <laughs> out of my garage. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like addicted to parting things out now. I got to be honest with you. Working on yeah. parting out two Corvettes, it's like the greatest thing in the world. Oh, the side panels, the like all the parts on a V a V40 2.5, which is a 699cc Super Magna or a V45 750 Super Magna, those parts are all extraordinarily valuable. And I have all of them holding my garage up. So, you know. I might could help you out with that if you don't find a guy that wants it. Because what I've been, what got me into parting cars out is my buddy, you know, I'm home all day. Yeah. My buddy Kyle has this 93 Corvette that he bought literally just for the transmission. Right. And I would go over there, uh, drink a couple beers with him, you know. Right smoke a little devil's lettuce we'd pull some parts off i'd bring them right. home in the yeah. truck and people would come up you know during the day yeah. and uh pick them up so if and and i would list them and i would deal with all, all the boomers and tire kickers right. and uh no offense to any boomers that might be listening but when you're dealing in c4 corvette parts there are yeah. a lot of boomers that think yes, that there are. absolutely front, you know that think that a rear bumper should still cost 25 dollars, and you're an a-hole for trying to get <laughs> Before I shipping. guess they didn't learn the uh, lesson of inflation and just the rarity of things. That's really what it is. I will never say that, like, for the most part, I will never say, like, any C4 Corvette part is rare. Yeah. But I will admit that there are some that are more valuable to people than others. Hey, John. But, uh... You're awesome. <laughs> hey, John. John. Yes. Motorcycle parts are small. What did you pay for your Corvette? How much did I pay for my Corvette? Yeah, what did you pay for your Corvette? <laughs> I didn't pay for my Corvette. And yet, you have a Corvette. Yeah, I got a Corvette. <laughs> that's and why. That's why I have two that I'm parting out now. Would Would Snoop Dogg say that you got your Corvette for for Rizzle? <laughs> for Shizzle, for Rizzle. Rizzle. <laughs> we, we can't get help there, but dudes just get free Corvettes. That just happens. Dude, if you are at, at this point in your life, if you are of a certain age. You should just get a Corvette for free. There you go. But, <laughs> but it's a C- president. But it's a C three. Free Corvettes for everyone. C four. <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay. I'm sorry. So you get it's a C four Corvette. Corvette <laughs> it's literally. It is the exact same as like an income tax credit. You get a C four. So if you're a white dude of a certain age. <laughs> You get a free C4 because... Well, so there's, there's two groups here. If you're between, Wait, like, is, if you're between there, like 28 and 35, you get a free C4, a C4 that needs work. Is there a further uh, deductible on mullets? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're, like, if you're like 58 to 65, you just get a free one that's nice. Okay. <laughs> what do I get about you, you 49? Get, like, you get the cheap project car. Clearly, you get a C4. Yeah, you get you get yeah. you get AC four, John. AC four. 
Johnny well, Mac got the wrong one. Johnny, you're the older age group. You should be getting the you should be getting the one that's already done, and I should be getting the shitty well, project car ones. Think about this for a minute, though. With COVID nineteen taking out everybody over sixty five, the market is going to be flooded. <laughs> yeah. Got to remember. I totally agree. Buying you got to remember who was buying late C fours, especially new. That's why they're mm-hmm. so cheap now. They sold like twenty five, thirty thousand of them ev- almost every year. Or more in a lot of cases. And a lot of the guys that bought those cars new are aging out of them or unfortunately passing away. And there's a lot of baggage associated with those. Cameron, you're exactly right. I'm completely convinced that right now, well, no, not right now, but in 90 days, you're going to be able to buy a uh, Honda ST1300 for no dollars. You're going to be able to buy any of the gold wings after 1996 for no dollars because COVID, COVID will have killed all their owners. And I mean, honestly, every 100th anniversary hunt, a Harley Davidson should be free. When you buy a big, but that's the best looking anniversary color combo: the silver and black, and silver and and blue. I think (laughs) think they should have been free regardless. But a couple of weeks, exactly. We're going to go to fast food places. They're going to hand you Buicks with them. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I got rid of my Lesabre way too early. Yeah, there you go. I should have waited until it was worth nothing. Yeah, but. I'm not joking. I really do think that this is a weird time for all of us who are truly scavengers of the motorcycle wasteland that is mid-Ohio. All of those gold wings, all of those 1,800cc reverse headset intercom, (laughs) amazing digital display bikes, they're all going to be free because COVID is going to take away all of the 75-year-old white men in America. So I got to ask you this. Not all of them. They're all going to be in estate sales. Is that where you're going to buy them? No. So I think a a good, a good motorcycle discussion podcast with a really brief intro. Sorry. Is that I think the reason C4s haven't been more and C5s haven't been more popular with my like generation is that the baggage attached to them. All of the old guys that hated us for driving anything imported or anything different than what they liked, or if you wanted to go into the local cruise spot, there would be like 10 identical red base model Corvettes lined up. You know, those were really uncool cars because that's what your dad or your grandpa drove. And now um, enough time has passed that the baggage is gone off those. And now guys like me are starting to go like, where, why wasn't I driving, you know, why wasn't I driving older Corvettes like 10 years ago? Cause this car is everything I've ever wanted a car to do. That's and just I got to wonder what affordable now or sorry. Well, no, I mean like C4 Corvettes have been like $3,500 cars for like 10 years. Well, oh, no shit. Is so you, it's just it, your it, age group figured out that chicks don't give a shit about what kind of car you drive and you can actually yeah. buy a cheap fun car. It just right. took until now to figure that out. So, I mean, it, it wasn't <laughs> really like, that that's out. the thing though, is like my generation never drove cars to impress chicks. We drove it cars to impress other dudes on the internet. Yep. Here's so, the reason <laughs> I can't pretend you have I money. Wanted a it's not Japanese. It had a stick shift that was convertible and I wanted it cheap. I operative working cheap because I was already on Craigslist looking at them and finding C4s with 75,000 miles for like 
fuck, six thousand yeah. dollars. So Johnny Mac nailed it, it though. I mean, a Corvette out. does I magically got one for free. Yeah, a Corvette does everything that want a sports car to do for big. Okay. You know, for no money. So, my point is, is what motorcycle? Oh, this is a motorcycle podcast. I forgot about that. What mo- my question? <laughs> That's one of my motors- favorite so, things of all times, and they're so expensive unless you found a way so, to. So, why aren't your underwear? Why aren't these free yet? Because they're so good that they actually held their value, and now why aren't these particular motorcycles as cheap as Hayabusa's? It's like, it's fucking bullshit, dude. I, you would think in in California with Craigslist, yeah, everybody knows what they have, and they're yeah. like paying top dollar for them, right? And especially finding one that's not wadded up, right? You know what I mean? If it's in nice so, shape, that fucker is not under five thousand bucks anywhere. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, not for nothing. I've had. I've owned Superhawks. I've owned a number of different V-Twin. I've owned Suzuki 1000s. Nothing that I've ever ridden compares to this particular motorcycle. Fucking brilliant. Particular motorcycle is strangely exotic. This particular bike is fuck you powerful and strangely weird and still is not a Hayabusa. I can buy a Hayabusa right now for 3200 bucks, but I cannot buy an RC51 that's good. Mm-mm. Every RC51 I see is rad fucked. I yep. feel like any Honda Superbike that it's, you know, its name starts with RC is just going to be expensive forever. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever you know, for whatever reason, and it's not like they don't deserve to be because they're incredible right. bikes. But and then, and then you what? have the Nikki Hayden version, and if you have a nice one of those, holy fuck, the Nikki Hayden version's like seventy five hundred dollars for big a big money. Yeah. Yep. when he so does, it's, it's that bike is fucking crazy because it's a V twin, but it spools up and revs so quickly for like what you expect a you know it, you don't expect it from a V twin, right? Yeah, like no, like you most don't. of the times you're just lumping around, but this thing's like. Woo! Uh, that's so, a good bike, man. So my question, based on the Corvette question, kind of plays into what you were talking about with gold wings and stuff, Bill, just a second ago. But like, what is a bike that has a bike that is objectively a great bike, but and they're they're in it relatively inexpensive, but they have a uh, baggage attached to them that you can't that that it's hard to get over. What is currently like the C4 and C5 Corvette of motorcycles or hmm. will be soon? Baggers with 29 or 36 inch front wheels. <laughs> yeah, so like, so we're talking, let's talk about Gen Z because like Gen X and uh, millennial, older millennials like me, we kind of like chopped up, we chopped up all the UJMs from the 70s to make cafe. Bay racers. So, like, right. what are the yeah. what is Gen Z going to do with all of the Japanese cruisers from the early 2000s? I don't know what Gen Z is going to do, but so this has been my fucking this has been my shit for a long time, mm. and so this is an RC51 mm. that was done by a Japanese genius who turned Whoa. RC51 into a Black Shadow. He turned it into one of the most beautiful motorcycles I've ever. That's played. pretty bitching. Yeah, and it's a pretty fucking rad bike. And I like everything about it because obviously a black sh- shadow, I've never ridden a black shadow, but I've, I've ridden a Vincent Rapide and it was a piece of garbage. 
And uh, it was a terrible motorcycle, but I can only assume that a Black Shadow is equally bad based on watching like Top Gear and Richard Hammond riding one across England in rain. But if you take a Vincent Black Shadow and mix it with an RC-51, that's some pretty decent shit right there. So I would probably ride the fuck out of that if I could own it. And unfortunately, the guy died way too early. And the guy who engineered that just, you know, it was one of those things that like he built an amazing V-twin motorcycle that did everything that the Black Shadow did, but he did it like way better in a modern powertrain with 17-inch wheels, which are arguably a little too small for the design. But that's a pretty badass bike right there. And yeah. It's as attractive to me as the Ducati 1000 Classic or Sport Classic was, but with a better motor. So when I look at that, that's a bike that I would be interested in owning, um, except for the fact that the dude died before I could buy one. Was it an English dude that built that thing? Japanese. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So that's one of those things that it's just like it's a magical motorcycle that uh, realistically – to me, everybody's like very, very gay or Camaro for the Britain and a lot of other motorcycles. But that's one of those ones where if you let somebody who's straight up crazy design a motorcycle, you'll end up with an RC51 motor jammed into a classic British styled uh, TT bike. And yeah, uh, that's what I'm into. Like that's that's my definition of pretty fucking cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so you got that bike reminds me of, of something that I've been wanting to ask on the podcast for a while. How do we feel about Mr. Martini bikes in general? Oh, in, in go ahead. I have you, you guys know what I'm talking about. The, I think he's a, an Italian custom builder, Mr. Martini. Right. Yeah. He does like a little bit of everything. Some of his bikes are like really beautiful to me and other bikes look like really low effort to me, but it seems like Mm -hmm. we get the same attention because they're built by Mr. Martini. Right. Exactly. But I think there was like a sportster he did that had like a, like a CB 750 gas tank on it and it was a good looking bike, but like people were like losing their minds on like motorcycle sites about it. And I'm like, it's a sportster with a CB. Unfortunately, this all, everything that happened in here back in 2002, year of our Lord, 2002, 18 years ago, all of this stuff just went away. So like, mm-hmm. like this is pretty rad. I mean, I mean, this is a pretty cool bike. Yeah, uh, that, that's like prettier than any of the Mr. Martini bikes. Yeah, it came it's out like of San Diego. It, it's the big. I mean, it's the big RC fifty one and the beautiful Vincent inspired chassis. Um, there's some pretty cool shit here. So uh, this is Mr. Lee Barney Lee uh, put these things together. Uh, do your research. It's really really a cool platform. As far as I'm concerned, it's one of the things that I would be straight up in line to buy. Um, but again, you know, uh, people die. And when people die, their dreams die with them. So that's, you know, that's what happens. So I, I mean, that's a good look, though, too, for yeah. a bike. I mean, especially when uh, you've had a Ducati Sport Classic in your shop. Yeah. And I, I can see why you really like that that look and style with a steel yeah. frame and and then I made the mistake of riding it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a real Yeah, it's a real sport bike ergo, man. You're like yeah. your nuts are up there and it's you're really facing bad. down in the front wheel. You know what's funny is the best bike ever of all of those is the Superhawk. Yeah, I like it too. It's very comfy. <laughs> and they're like 2600 bucks. Yeah. And so you can you can own a Superhawk for less than you can own like a I don't know, uh Jack Russell Terrier or like a small parrot or a little cockatiel or yeah. like a camera <laughs> or any other shit. Like Superhawks are under $3000 and Superhawks are magical. Yeah. Like it's one of those bikes that if you've ever owned a Superhawk, it is only 32 miles per gallon. So it gets less mileage than the 1980 Dodge Omni. But, and it's got a tiny ass gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> You're filling that fucker up quick. <laughs> but a Honda Superhawk is probably one of the best and honest and most loyal motorcycles you're ever going to meet. Um, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Like people who are into Superhawks, it's a really like it's like being in like a weird Masonic order if you like yeah. Superhawks. Yeah. It's 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 a little culty. Yeah. It's a little culty. Uh, maybe that's the answer to the question. Yeah. Maybe um, that's the bike. I don't think the Superhawk has much in the way of baggage, but I think No, no, yeah. no. Anybody who's ever had a Superhawk will tell you like you can have all the GSXRs you want, you can have all the TL one thousands you want, you can have all the various different bikes you have, but Superhawks are straight up legit yeah. reliable you just can't ride them far yeah just uh watch your reg wreck and then um cam chain tensioners keep an eye on those things and you should be good to go <laughs> spoken like a true spoken like a true hobbyist oh yeah man. you guys know what this is that's a oh. wiener retriever. named after all your moms what the <laughs> is that a golden dachshund retriever <laughs> it's a wiener retriever man. is that a doxadoodle it looked like a doxadoodle knock that is the classic enthusiast line isn't it it's like yeah the bike's perfectly reliable it's not going to give you yeah. any trouble except for and then you list yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. And mine's got a 126,000 miles on its second top end yeah yeah I super mean, hawks are reliable like, to me Dude, people who are into Superhawks understand that there's a whole different economy when you get into a Superhawk. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, RC51s are cool. Don't get me wrong. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. But I picked up my Superhawk in Chicago and rode it home the same day I picked it up from Chicago. And they're, they're magical. Like, they're straight up. They're, like, they're probably the best ever v-twin bike you can buy um they're, they're really good so uh, harley davidson's are cool but super hawks yeah they're better yeah it's it's just a better machine so and like i think we're at a marathon uh time yeah. at this point <laughs> that was a long ass mar uh podcast man yeah we're at like 17 hours i don't even know i think it's <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> The lights in the Costco parking lot just came on, so that's uh, my bad. <laughs> I'm literally 300 yards, or probably less than that, from a Costco parking lot. I'm in a semi-industrial area. <laughs> I know, Sunday when we started, you're three hours behind us, so. <laughs> the cement plant stopped, 
and the uh, parking lot lights just came on at the Costco. Yeah. The way that the Cleveland Moto podcast normally roll is that we normally stop recording at around 11 o'clock <laughs> Cleveland time. And yeah. we normally go home from the shop at about 3 o'clock Cleveland time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that happens. Yeah. Anybody else got any? Time to sober up, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that usually doesn't happen. No. no. <laughs> see you see uh, 1 p.m. tomorrow. Oh, we're riding. Oh, we're definitely riding. We're riding. Yeah. Well, wait, are you buying, I'm to out. Too. I'm out. You're buying a scare Wait, who's out? Oscar, I'm out. You're out? No, why? You can ride the bike. Oh, no, come on, Oscar. Oscar, I got a shop full of bikes, man. What oh, you my God. Like? Don't tell me. Yeah, jump on the fucking BV, dude. Come on, Oscar. You you go all right, Oscar. So where are we going? Nick. I don't know. Nick. I'm in. Nick's in? I'm, I'm, riding, I'm riding my well, my old Superhawk. <laughs> Superhawk. Hell yeah. Come on, I have tools. So there. wait a second. Okay, Nick, Nick. Yeah. Fuck, fuck the listeners. Let's go deep. What did you figure out with your Superhawk oh, with the headlight switch? Yeah. I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, so the problem, I'll start by everything that I test, tested. <laughs> I tested everything. <laughs> and I could not figure, the problem was that my Superhawk, my 1966 CB77 was not charging the battery. Yeah. That came from me via Chris Smith yes. back to me, back to you. Mm-hmm. But John worked on it. Right, right. So oh, yeah. this, this might be John's fault, but I'm not blaming him. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't charging. After after about an hour of riding it, the battery would die. It would be hard to keep running, and you could not restart it. Okay. Um, so I tested these stator coils because those typically do short out o- over time. It's a 50-year-old bike. Right. Um, I replaced the rectifier with a silicone rect- uh, a silicone rectifier. Um, that wasn't the problem. I te- I cleaned up all the grounds and the engine and the frame and everything, and I co- I continuity tested every single piece of wire in that freaking thing. Oh man! No problems. So I went to the headlight because my it has a switch on the headlight bucket that you can turn the headlight off, and that never worked for me. It was always on. So I took that apart, and I I uh, looked at various wiring diagrams, and of course nothing really matched that completely because that's how old bikes end up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not various sure. Various colors aren't what colors that they should be, or uh, certain wires, like the the headlight switch and on the um, on the wiring diagram should have five wires coming out of it, but mine has four. Uh, so I don't know what that's all about, but it, it came down to the wiring on the headlight switch. Um, really? Because when you turn the, the headlight on, on Superhawks, and it's the same way with CB350s or any Honda Twins, is that the stator is a split coil where there's a low-power uh. coil for normal running without the headlight turned on. But there's a high power coil for yep. that cu- that automatically turns on on or like the other, yeah. 50s with the handlebar. It's a yellow and a yellow white wire, or a yellow and a white wire. Yep, yep. On mine, it's it's yellow for the low and pink for the high power. Right. Oh. Yep. Um. 
So it was never engaging that second coil. And of course, right. since we're in Ohio and you need the lights on all the time, I always have the lights on. Mm. Uh, so technically I haven't tested it yet because I haven't taken it on a long enough ride to actually drain the battery. Um, but tomorrow we're going to find out. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I got tools and I got a tire inflator and all that stuff in my back box. Well, I don't need any of that stuff. I need another battery. If all right, I'll, I'll bring one. <laughs> you you jumper cables. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since you're riding tomorrow? Of course. Just so you know, Nick. Gonna, you I, should ride the Grim because I think I'm going to ride the Z125. I'm not sure they're the same, but I'm pretty sure out in my garage, I have a headlight switch. Is that switch good or is that switch bad? Yeah, no, my switch is good. It's, it's yeah. it just wasn't wired correctly. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, there's a bunch of different leads that come off of it, and it's really you got to really look at a diagram and everything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember specifically what happened with that or what I had to do. If I At remember point, correctly, I'm pretty sure I did, I've always I've always made sure a bike was charging. Right. But <laughs> it's possible that it wasn't charging enough with the headlight on. Yeah. So you're you're running, you know, uh, a loss. You know, you're running at a loss yeah. at some point. Hey, Nick, it's a race mod. Race I remember I about it that it was confusing at the time <laughs> because there were so many different leads coming off of that switch to find out how the fuck it actually worked and what it needs. I knew I know enough about them to yeah. know that yeah, there are different coils and stuff like that. So yeah, maybe I fucked it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I can confirm it. It did live its life for a long time before it finally caught up to somebody. <laughs> hey, Nick, would yeah. you say would you say it's possible that coming off of your headlight switch, there were three possible leads? What do you, What do you mean? So, uh, when you look at a Superhawk headlight switch, yeah, I believe that there are three potential leads coming off of that one headlight switch okay um, my, my headlight one. switch had four wires yeah mm. ground and three leads yeah yeah um so i've i've been burned by that myself personally mm -hmm. numerous times <laughs> because a headlight switch should have a low beam yeah high beam high beam and a ground mm -hmm. why is there a fourth fucking right well, because fuck you, that's why. Well, I had to look at the wiring diagram because that, that switch <laughs> is before it even goes to the handlebar switch. Yep. So there's only um, coil in, coil yep. out, yep. and then headlight in. Yep. It's basically a, a single throw, double, or a single pull, double throw switch. Double throw switch, yeah. The so one switch movement has two separate contacts that, that make or break contact. Does the, yeah. One is for the coil circuit, and the other one is for the headlight circuit. On CB350s, unlike CB350s, they have, when you have the, the headlight uh, high, off, low, and high over on your right-hand right. switch yeah. gear, yeah. Yep. what I have done in the past, because if, if, I've encountered ones where that was all fucked up, is just taking the white and the yellow and fused them together. So now it's always charging both sets of coils, right. and you can do that, yeah. or you could have done, you know, but I don't know what happened with your Superhawk. I, I, I thought about doing that. 
I thought about doing that too, but I, I figured, well, if the switch is working, then I might as well have it wired the right way. The right way. Yeah. Having the two coils together. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you did this, John. No. <laughs> That's all right. Tomorrow we'll no, find I, out when we're pushing his fucking bike down the highway. I wouldn't say I was, <laughs> I wouldn't say I was sorry if I wasn't certain I fucking did it, okay? <laughs> uh oh, fisticuffs. Step one, never admit guilt. Listen to your lawyer. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, yeah. Let him figure it out. Actually, that fixed the problem. And then, then you can fess up if you fucked it up or not. Let him figure it out first. Oh, my God. All I can say is bring a set of fucking jumper cables tomorrow. <laughs> I have a battery tender connector, and I have a lot of those uh, those uh, alligator clip things. I'm, I'm going to recommend one wire. And another wire. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you only need one wire, and then you touch the fucking ground oh, yeah. the bikes together. Yeah, just surround <laughs> the frames yeah. together like old Jeeps. Cross the streams. It's a yeah. system, isn't it? Yeah. Just <laughs> bump them together. Put two nine volts together. Okay, so do you guys want to know how fucked up we were in the 80s? This is, this is real. I'm not making this up. This is how we used to do things in the 80s in the motor pool in Europe. We used to pull two Jeeps up and we would touch the hub, like on the hubs of the Jeeps, there was a little lifting link. So it was basically like a little hole in the hub. So you could hook a hook into it and, and sling load it under a helicopter. And so we would take these, these the, basically the middle of the hub of your wheel and we push them up against each other. So that was your negative. And then we would take the turn signal I'm not shitting you. We would take the positive lead out of the turn signal on the fender. And if you put the wheel hubs against each other, you could take the power lead out of the turn signal off of an M151 Jeep and take it off of my Jeep and reach it over to your Jeep <laughs> and plug it into your turn signal. No fucking way. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you we made them die. Yeah. And we had power going, positive power going from my Jeep with a good battery and your Jeep with a dead battery are, are literally the hubs of our wheels were touching each other to make a ground Brown. and our That's turn amazing. signals were touching each other to make the positive. Did you have to <laughs> engage it to make it work? Like what? Did you have to engage the turn signal? To the turn signal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're charging, not charging, charging, not charging. <laughs> Just turn the turn signal on and it would, they'd hold each other open. And that would help you get your buddy's Jeep started at five o'clock in the morning when you had to get your Jeep started. <laughs> so, I'll tell you this about the Superhawk. <laughs> because I'm also the asshole that at one point told Nick that those Superhawks have two sets of coils. And if you turn your headlights on, it helps charge the battery. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think true. I was there for that conversation. I, I, I was happening after a podcast. But if some <laughs> motherfucker didn't wire it the right way, well, you're like, <laughs> and I can't turn the headlights off, so that didn't help. No, Johnny, so that was already yeah. Johnny Mac. Yeah. You are in. You're in the running right now for history's greatest monster. Oh well. Okay. well. So guys, on that, I want you to remember. You're the fucking electrical fast. engineer. Fuck you. <laughs> I know. It, it took me way too long. <laughs> See? You see what I was faced with then. Log <laughs> is the great equalizer. Ride fast, take chances. John, 
I get to actually do this part. That's awesome. Push the button. All right, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing Take it. us out, Steve. Press the red button. Press the fucking button. I still.